Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about two women revisiting the site of their greatest trauma with only Bachelorette producers and six clueless men to support them through it. Truly, what a wonderful support network. I mean, what could possibly go wrong with that kind of Mm -hmm. backbone emotionally behind (laughs) you? This week, it's co-Bachelorette Gabby and Rachel's joint fantasy suites week and, you know, their opportunity to redo overnights without... Clayton there fucking everything up. Yeah, thank God. This is going to be an epic two-parter because there were six fantasy suites, two nights. Here to help us break down Monday's episode is the one and only Phoebe Robinson, creator, star, and executive producer of Freeform's amazing new show, Everything's Trash. And guys, if you haven't already tuned into this show, we highly recommend it. And you're actually in luck because the season one finale is tonight. September 7th on Freeform, and you can also watch the show on Hulu. Phoebe, my friend, <laughs> I am so in awe of you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I honestly, I just cannot with this season. <laughs> Speaking of everything being trash. Um, yeah. Like, you guys, what has happened? Like, I don't know what's going on. First of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. You both look so cute today. Um, And yes, binge the entire season of Everything's Trash on Hulu so we can get a season two. Thank you so much. And then in terms of The Bachelorette, I'm just like, here's what I'm going to say. And this is not like new information. They only should have had one Bachelorette. It should have been Gabby. No offense to, to Rachel, but I... I just can't with her inability to answer questions. And like, she just was like, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm just not, I'm not into her anymore. I just can't. Uh, Yeah. I feel like, like hometowns week was 
was not Rachel's easiest or best week. And and yet, in another sense, like things are kind of smoothing out for her emotionally, right as everything is crashing and burning for Gabby. <laughs> And That's because this show is, like, intent on having them just flip-flop. It's like, if one of them gets an emotional win, the other must suffer. That's just how it yeah. works for women. Two women cannot be happy at the same time. You need e- equilibrium. Yeah. It's a very... It feels like a very, like, uh, Christian, American Christian view of the world. It's like, suffering brings redemption, Yes. <laughs> you so have to suffer for love. Yeah. You have to suffer. You can only earn love <laughs> via maximal suffering. That is what I've learned from The Bachelor. Yeah. And to do that suffering, we head to Mexico. Yes. A, a, a lovely little resort. We're in Riviera, <laughs> in Riviera Maya. Maya. <laughs> this was this was, I gotta say, I think they had to pick a bigger resort to accommodate all the men. It is like, <laughs> it's off the hook. Sprawling. There are pools every two feet. There's just a pool. Um, and we start with Gabby and Rachel having a little catch up over some champagne and talking about how nervous they are about fantasy sweet weeks because that is the week when everything went haywire with Clayton. Yeah. Clayton must just be out here being like, I thought, I thought I was done. <laughs> they kept being like, we don't want to talk about Clayton anymore. And I thought I was good, but we're talking about Clayton again. <laughs> I also feel like, and this, I'm not defending Clayton because he was truly so chaotic in a way that was good for TV, but like, oh, you're just such a fuckboy. But I'm like, <laughs> if you go on this show, thinking that once you get to the fantasy suite portion of the show, that they're only saying these things to you, you're an idiot. Like, and this is the point where everybody wants to just, like, finally be able to just, like, fuck in a hotel room. So to me, I'm like, I don't know. I I think he was trash for being like, I love both of you when it's like, you didn't, Clayton. But I'm also like, Gabby, Rachel... For me, especially Gabby is so savvy. I'm like, you had to know that this guy is like, he was kind of basic. Am I am I wrong yeah. about assessment? I I, like, I really struggle to imagine Gabby actually being married to Clayton. Yeah, um, like deep down, <laughs> I don't really see that for her. But I do think that like what's happening with this show is they keep like escalating the stakes. So it was normal once to like think it was you and be heartbroken after fantasy suites and that's your bachelorette edit. And then you do it yourself and you're like, oh, now I see how you can now be, I understand. How you can be falling for multiple people and it's so hard. Yeah. And they keep escalating to the point where like the lead is this unredeemable villain for what they did. And then they're like, now you get to do it. Good luck. I'm sure you'll do it better. And, and it's like, such a Can't wait fuck. to see how we make you crash and burn too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, just the amount of emotional turmoil here. Yeah. I was just excited to see the two women get to interact again because the show has seemed pretty intent on isolating them. Like yeah. before this season, I kept being like, the great thing about Two Bachelorettes is that they will actually be able to hang out and support each other. And the show was like, actually, no. They must suffer in isolation. <laughs> they, they can only hang out together if they're being actively played off each other by the men. And once that's or over... Or giving a tiny, yeah. tiny little recap. Yeah. yeah. 
I also have to say real quick, and this is a such a small aside, but this catch up between them, I'm just like, Gabby always looks so great. And then they put Rachel in these dresses that are like, I'm like, what? She's so cute. And they just put her in clothes that like aren't flattering, like that oversized raincoat that I was like, is she, yeah, is she smuggling? I know. Like, is she smuggling like, you know, Yankee caps in this jacket? Like, what is happening? Yeah. I don't It's get like it. they're putting a throw cover over her. Yes. They're like, yeah, Rachel's know, under there. She's so freaking cute. Yeah. Allie was like, talking so, last week ugh. about how Rachel is very small. Like, she's short and yeah. small. And yet they keep putting her in giants, like, <laughs> sleeves and, and giant coats. I and think I, they're they also just, just like, have made a genuinely, choice to do that. They're also just, like, seem genuinely baffled at how to dress a woman with breasts. Like, what? I really think that's part <laughs> that of it. Is, is like, she she is short and she has boobs. And they're like, how how does, yeah. can, can this type of woman even wear yeah. clothes? Can we just mash them down? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> A bachelorette should be a B to C cop, and that's it. Yeah, and also definitely over like five two or whatever. Yeah, she yeah. Is. yeah. They're like, we don't even know. Like, the legs come in this size. <laughs> I'm confused. Well, because you see her on the, the date with Avid in the swimsuit, and I was, and I was reminded. I was like, oh my god, her body is like sick, and you like forget that. Because they, she's so hot. Yeah. She's like so she's hot. absurdly hot. Yeah. They should be putting yeah. her in more and more and more bodycon. They should, they do yeah. a little yeah. better this week because it's a more resort wear vibe with like spaghetti straps and yeah, like more. I think it actually I think she actually on the whole looked pretty great this week. Um But yeah, she was but, wearing a big floofy dress for, yeah. for this date. <laughs> um and Gabby is like, it's my two favorite things, Rachel and champagne. Gabby is always on brand. And that's one (laughs) of the things I love about her. She's like, I know what the people want. Um, And they talk about how they're going to handle this week without pulling a Clayton. Like, they don't want to make any of the guys feel like they're the one when they're not. That made them feel Mm -hmm. manipulated. And they have to really focus on using this time wisely. And... They go back over their guys. Rachel's like, I see a future with Tino, but his family hates me. Zach has every single piece I want on paper. Zach is doomed. Yeah. Zach's doomed. That's yeah. it it's for over. Zach. It's over. Yeah. That was the tell. Yeah, she's like, the only guy womp, that womp. she's like, he has what I need, but I'm not into it. She's like, I'm falling for Avon. I'm falling for Tino. Zach, I should be falling for, <laughs> in theory. Yeah. Um. And then Gabby talks about her guys. She thinks that Jason is the most emotionally available of her men. Based on what? Um, Gabby, what? He's been to therapy. (laughs) He's been to therapy and he's like, so I I think she's like, well, he's so soft-spoken and hates this so much that he's actually like more genuine. But that's not the same thing as being emotionally available. No, yeah. it's not. And as we will clearly, not. as we will very clearly learn, he is, <laughs> he is not, not emotionally <laughs> available. Uh, I, I also liked that she was like, Johnny, I mean, he's fun. <laughs> he's a cool guy. Like, I feel like Gabby, like I for sure was like, Gabby's going to have a, the best selection for fantasy suites. And I'm like, Eric is really the only option. Him and his dumb yeah. fucking mullet is the only option for Gabby. I love I, Eric. I love Eric. I, love- I think I think that Gabby 
picked guys that I actually like. I like all of her guys. Same. I think she was like, Johnny is someone who's going to be easy to let go after fantasy suites. We have a good time together, but we both know that he's probably it's not. It's not going to be the right thing. He's so young. I'm ready for a real commitment. And then she's like, and then I have Jason and Eric, these two solid, real guys. Great contenders. Like, I think she genuinely was like, one of these guys is going to be right for me and I'm going to be able to kind of whittle it down and get clarity, but like, I'm going to be playing the role uh, enough. It's just so hard. This episode, this whole episode was like (sighs) produced by dramatic irony. It's like every scene of her being like, Jason is just so emotionally available. I'm sure he's ready for what I'm looking for. Cut to Jason being like, I don't even think that I know if I like Gabby. She seems nice, but like, based on what? Yeah, Jason's just like, I'm so disconnected from myself that I don't even know who I am anymore. I mean, I also think that it's pretty clear that like, she did make decisions to reduce harm for the men that she was carrying through this process. Like, Nate is someone that I do genuinely think would have been super into her to the end, but she knew she wasn't ready to be a parent. And so instead of taking him through to like this week, she let him go early. And so instead she kind of ended up with people who were less sure about her. I think she shouldn't have let Nate go. I know that like, obviously we're all like, Oh, in real life, blah, blah, blah. But this is all, this is a TV show. None of, these, none, of the, none of these relationships are going to last. You might as well get fake engaged yeah. to the person you like the most. Like, Jason, like, I, I, I don't even know how Jason made it past week three. And you know he, what happened? Jason told her that he went to therapy and did inner child work. And she was like, I found a straight man who does therapy. Like, I'm never yeah. going to find one of these again. <laughs> I've got to jump on it. No, make him your friend. Because he he's, he's not... <laughs> He's not bringing any sort of personality. And he's like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll try. Maybe I can try and see if I can get there. The process is almost over, Jace. If you're not yeah. there now, He's Jace. not ready for this. <laughs> he's not ready. This is not the show for him. But, you know, Rachel and Gabby are like, we're going to make the most of this. Things are going to be great, which means we yeah. know they're... Absolutely not. We get to rewrite what this week means and make it into something positive. <laughs> LOL. They're doing therapy on themselves. I also have to note that it does look like uh, they aren't subjecting the final men to all living together this season. Thank we see God. each of them like checking into their own private suites. And I do think Bachelor production for that gift, at least. They that were like, we, nice. we're going to get so much drama from other places. We can't also we have them fighting it. right now. But Where also, will we put it? They also, the B-roll has got to stop. If I see one more shot of a guy staring blankly while standing at a fucking bridge, I'm like, what are you looking at? What are you thinking These men about? aren't yeah. actors. They don't know how to fake. They're just like, okay, vacant look behind the eyes. Yeah. Go. I do think that is what we get from the joint bachelorettes and also from the men living together that we don't get from the men this week, which is instead of doing the, that B-roll, they we get scenes of them talking to each other. And like we used to get, we would normally get the bachelorette staring blankly off the yeah. balcony and being like, this week I'm feeling really nervous. Instead, they have a conversation. It's nice. Like we should do that more. Yeah. Um, they do send in Jesse for a couple man chats. So He's we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> it makes me miss he does Chris. His best. 
It makes me no. Miss no, Gabby. No, oh my God, Gabby. Here's why, Phoebe. I just called you I, Gabby. I know it's me. Me and Gabby are the same. Listen, I know this is controversial. I'm same only, energy. What I liked about Chris is that he so was like the so a part of the production and the machine of it all that he was just like, I'm going to kind of. Get these people to do what I want them to do to make the show be the way. You're like, I love Chris because he's extra manipulative. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the show is. You know what I mean? Like, oh. let's be honest. You can't go on three dates and be like, I'm married. Like, I love you. And like, we should get married. Like, that's so unrealistic. So let's manipulate the process. Whereas I feel like Jesse's like, I'm like, what are you doing? You got to pick a side. You got to force people to do stuff or like... <laughs> pick a side, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Get in the game or get out. <laughs> Look, Jesse told us up front. He was like, I don't know how any of this works. I yeah. don't know anything that's going on. And like that vibe yeah. continues into this week. But let's talk about Gabby and Eric's date, which honestly felt like the heart of this episode. Like I was very struck by how much... Eric and Tino were really being treated as so clearly like the main characters in these two love yeah, stories. Like they have like arcs that go throughout the episode and the other guys right. are just there on their in. dates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gabby is looking very cute. Braids, white shorts for her day date with Eric. This, she points out, is their first date without any family members, which... <laughs> Again, very, very evangelical. So important to involve family in your courtship. (laughs) They finally have some time alone. (laughs) And they walk to a cenote called Salto de Enamorados, which means lover's leap. And they're just different levels that you jump off of into the water. I mean, I'm pretty sure The Bachelorette just invents all of these things, but <laughs> there are different levels that you jump off of. The the cenotes are real. <laughs> the cenotes are real, but you, yeah. the fact that they're all named like Lover's Kiss, Lover's Leap, The Kissing Tree, like I think I, I think that's The Bachelorette. Um, they do some, some jumps off the different levels. They get to the tallest level, which is labeled El amor te da alas, which means love gives you wings. But does it? Because Gabby. I don't is know. There's a little out. thing called gravity. Okay. <laughs> As someone who has jumped into some cenotes, like the, it is genuinely terrifying. I was like, don't yeah. make Gabby do this. Let just let her walk away. From out here, like watching on the TV, I was like, that's not so bad. It doesn't look so bad. But I was recently at a a natural lake where there was just a diving board into the deep end. And I was like, obviously, I'm not doing that. Like, definitely not. That's ridiculous. So we all know how I would really react if I were. The one time I did this, I think it did actually take me 30 minutes to talk myself into jumping off. Because everything in your body, you get to the edge and your body is like, are you fucking crazy? You're going like, to yeah. launch yourself off yeah. this cliff? Like, wh- <laughs> why? It's a bad idea. Uh, Gabby is afraid. She's afraid of the jump. She's afraid of falling in love. But Eric holds her and he kisses her and he's like, I'll do it with you. Let's do it together. And finally, they jump together. She's like, he makes me feel really safe. And af- once I jumped with him, it was incredible. So I could only do that with his support. They're really bonded by the adrenaline. 
which is what you really want from these dates. I think Eric actually, it turns out, is an adrenaline junkie. So he's like, this is fucking awesome. Jumping jumping off of class. Yeah, later on, he's like, all I want is <laughs> to be afraid. To be scared and to watch <laughs> others be terrified as well. That's how I get off. But he's just yeah. so cute on this date where I'm just sort of like, I know I this is him. just TV, but I'm like, I could see them like legit dating IRL. Like if they just like met I randomly, agree. I feel like they would date. Yeah. yeah. I actually totally agree. Like they have enough differences that I think they they mesh well together, but they also have certain overlaps in their sensibilities and their senses of humor. And you can just see them like having a good time yeah. and dating each other. And that's always that's always really nice. And I think that like with Jason, we see that she confuses a little bit his reserve and his sensitivity with like Death. deep emotional mm-hmm. feeling. And I think Eric actually is that way. Like yeah. he yeah. he he has like a pretty cool exterior, but as he's getting more invested, it's cracking a little bit. And you see that like he feels things very deeply and he's feeling very deeply for Gabby. And he is he's starting to struggle to, with that. Because yeah. he's he like, is, there are other and guys. And he's also able to express himself yeah. in a way that a lot of people who go on this show and a lot of, I think, 29-year-old men in general just don't have the ability to. So I... I think he's he seems lovely. This isn't going to be his his worst moment of the episode. That's coming later. <laughs> no. uh, so they sit after the leap and they talk about hometowns and how hard it was for him to see his dad, who is really, really not doing well, and to leave so quickly. And she comforts him and says, you know, I understand how hard it must be. I didn't want to leave either. And during all of this, ABC has put the quirky black box over her pelvis to hide her skimpy bikini bottoms. And I was like, they're talking about his dad and his dad's cancer. And couldn't you have just, like, made her put her shorts back on for this scene if you were going to put the fucking black box over it? Like, I was just getting really irritated at the black box. Um also, I'm so used to Netflix dating shows now where they're just like, let's show you the entire inside of every contestant's butt. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so the black box. Yeah. Like we've we've seen too hot to handle. Yeah. Okay. Like, I know what a butt looks like. Let's like calm I get down. it. Just show her butt. It's okay. They make out. Gabby wraps herself around him. She's like, I just want to crawl inside you. I mean, she's so into it. Yeah. So I'm like, let's just end it. Eric, yeah. go go meet up with Neil Lane or whatever the fuck his name is. Get the <laughs> ring and then propose. I know. Do the stupid thing. Yeah. Go off. Actually, like, yeah. form a real relationship. Yeah. I just want that for you. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, but of course, no, they are contractually obligated to continue. And so we head to the night date. And Gabby is in a cute little yellow sequined mini dress, which I was wondering if this is the dress that she didn't get to wear earlier in the season because of Logan's COVID. Oh, it did look very similar. Mm -hmm. So it was either that dress or a very similar one. But I could see Gabby being like, that was a good fucking dress. (laughs) I will be wearing it again. One, like, sit down with Jessie will not suffice. And frankly, I'm glad because she looked amazing in it. She's giving me a lot of, like, 60s, 90s mod in this episode. The little mini skirts. Um, and so they sit down for a drink outside and Eric tells her that his family is obsessed with her 
And she says, and I them. So promising. (laughs) And he's like, that was great validation. And also I'm ridiculously attracted to you. Got the whole package. Yeah. (laughs) And she talks about how different her upbringing was with her parents separated. Her dad was away a lot working in the Air Force. Her mom was working all the time. And Eric says, you know, I can't imagine going through what you went through. You turned out so amazing um, after after all of that. And, and then he decides that it's time to make the ultimate leap. He tells her that when she left his hometown and he said he was falling in love with her and then he had to say goodbye, that tore him apart. And he did a lot of thinking and he realized he's past the point of falling. He's in love. And Gabby says, you're so sweet. <laughs> which doesn't sound like a promising response but um in the moment it seemed <laughs> it seemed reassuring it's so ignorant <laughs> it is so ignorant i'm like <laughs> if i said all that shit to you introduce you to my family one of my parents is in ill health and you're just like you're so sweet i would fucking call a lift xl and leave <laughs> i do think it helps that she gabby is like really good at um affirming body language Mm -hmm. and demeanor and i think it was very obvious to him that she was reciprocating at least some of what he was saying and she does say like i i do really see a future with you and so i feel like at least in that moment like it is interesting because i think we've seen leads do a far worse job of sort of meeting those emotional declarations and uh, providing some reassurance. And in this moment, Gabby did. Gabby did a good job without having to fully respond. I was surprised that I was a little bit like, if I were Eric, I would probably be like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's not me (laughs) is what I'm hearing. But that doesn't seem to be the sense that he gets. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And she says, you know, I am, she had already told him she's falling in love with him. She's like, I am really falling in love with you. And by the charcuterie board, there's an envelope waiting for them with the fantasy Fantasy suite suite invite. And he accepts. So I love that he said, obviously, yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm very ready for this. And you know, I just want someone to be able to have some good sex because it seems like a lot of these dates don't go well. Yeah. yeah. I just, like, think these women deserve a release. I actually would love to see someone just reject the fantasy suite invite. That never happens. It's always the lead, like, well, doesn't offer it or Or they it reject just goes it, badly. but only because they're like, will you promise yeah. to, like, remain pure until marriage? Yeah. And they're like, no. And then they're like, well, then I reject the date. Yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> Um, Eric is not, uh, waiting for marriage as far as we can tell. So they (laughs) check out the giant suite and it basically looks like a house. I don't know. They they get bigger every year. She says in her confessional that she wants to shed every wall and give each other the chance to really feel their love. We see them fall into bed. Wink, wink. Passionately kissing. Yeah, they definitely get poor Gabby and Rachel to do a lot of like, we have so much chemistry and I can't wait to see where that takes us. A lot lot of, yeah. Yeah. Double entendre. He is the full package, if you know what I mean. (laughs) We do. We do know. We know. (laughs) They definitely just have like a list of these lines that they make them read. 
cut to the morning after. Shoes on the floor. The shoes are always on the Promising. floor. Yeah. They, I love how they, they look linger on them too. Like, I love how they linger on the shoes on the floor. Like, oh, you know, they had fun because their shoes are on the floor. And I'm like, the shoes are always on the floor. Like, <laughs> sex happens or doesn't. Where like, am I they, putting my shoes? They like yeah. sat down. They like sat on the couch. <laughs> they the took shoes off. came off. <laughs> they come downstairs to cook breakfast together. They're both giddy after their night together. Gabby said, uh, Eric says a couple incredible things at this point. He says that he got to see the raw Gabby and she's everything he thought and more. Quote, she is, to me, a person I'm obsessed with. (laughs) (laughs) To me. (laughs) To me, she's a person that I'm obsessed with. It's just such an interesting construction. Like, that's the person she is, a person that I'm obsessed with. Yeah. I just feel like these, I don't want to say anyone's not bright, but I'm always just like, I know it's stressful when you're like on camera, you have to like give a compliment, but I'm just like, that was word salad. That said nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> to, to his credit, they probably slept for 25 minutes. Right. They definitely so. banged five times for sure. Yeah. Which, congratulations. And had to have like a, a lot of conversations about like, Okay, so like, are you picking me? Yeah. Like, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. They, these people don't sleep, so I, yeah. I do feel bad for them because <laughs> yeah. I would be extremely inarticulate if I wasn't allowed yeah. to sleep that, for two months straight. That compliment was giving me the impression that he started it and then he didn't know who she was to him, and he <laughs> had to like, re- know, refill that obsessed. in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Then he says, it's mind-boggling to me that I got to spend the night with her and have this crazy off-camera experience. <laughs> like, she's like his favorite OnlyFans account or something. <laughs> I was like, Eric. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it got real kinky, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I was into it. Nothing like he a crazy off-camera junkie. experience. <laughs> <laughs> But they, the mood starts to turn because they are going to have to say goodbye soon. Yeah. And the anxiety is so palpable between both of them. Like, you can tell they came to some sort of agreement and then they both are, like, nervous about letting the other one out of their sight, kind of. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which is interesting because I feel like we have seen that with guys who aren't the final choice sometimes, where it's, like, the lead still wants them to, like, see it through, and they're worried that they won't. Yeah. And so it's hard. I don't want to read too much into that but at this point, but he is depressed. He's in his head about the other guys. She seems really unhappy about having to say goodbye. It does seem sort of cruel. Like, I'm sure that she wants to have her other dates on some level, but on another level, like, wouldn't her life be so much easier if she could just... If it could just be done. If it could just be over right now? Because it seems like it's putting them both through a lot of emotional torment to have yeah. to continue. And that's what we're here for, Claire. That is that is the new... That is... I really do think that is the point of the Bachelor franchise now. Yeah. They're like... They're like, okay, the culture has moved on from the promise of, like, white, hetero-Christian marriage. So, like, what else can we Oh yeah, really yeah. dig into here? And it's emotional torment. Yeah, making people suffer. I also say there's yeah. physical torment because they made Eric walk <laughs> yes. barefoot. Oh, my God. Down I know. the oh my, yes. gravel pathway 
to a sprinter van, I imagine. Yeah. What no, this was horrific. <laughs> I was like, who has his shoes? Where yeah, are like, give, yeah. give the man his shoes. They were like, like we that actually, is a full rock path. They were like, we need to keep your shoes so we can get some B-roll of your shoes on the floor of the suite. We actually didn't get that yet. So you go get in the sprinter van. <laughs> we'll keep your shoes here. We'll send them to you via messenger. <laughs> she's walking him out and she's like, are you going to miss me? And he says, obviously I'm going to miss you. I'm going to cry in the shower. This really endeared me to Eric. That's the thing. That's like, this is, this <laughs> to me is, is a great place to cry. This is what okay. I want from a man. I want him to be like, I'm about to go cry in the shower because I love you so much. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> they hug goodbye. And she says, I hope, you know, I don't want to let you go. And he says, I believe you. And she whispers, be patient with me. This does feel very much like they final one. Yeah. Right. But also like be patient with me means I'm gonna fuck these other two dudes real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Which she is entitled to. Yes, of course, of course. She it's is just, entitled to those fucks. It's just yeah. hilarious. Just hold on while I get a couple of fucks in and then we are good. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you meet with Neil Lane. Yes. I'm gonna bang. We'll both be happy in the end. Yeah. Jason's going to be completely I mean, silent throughout, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might even have been something that's like, you know, I don't know what it's going to be in the end, but I know that, like, you are still, like, very much in this. Yeah. And, like, yeah. please don't take yourself out of the process because, like, I it really could be us. Like... Maybe it wasn't a full agreement, but, like, definitely she's like, hang on while I go bang these guys. So and I have a question as someone who came late to batch Bachelor Nation. So, like, I, I think my first, I watched the very first season of The Bachelor and I was like, I got it. And then I didn't get back into the series until Rachel Lindsay was, like, the first Black Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So my question is, previously, like, during the fantasy suites was there this much back and forth or were the people just sort of like hey i understand like you're gonna have these options and like i hope i'm the one you choose at the end it was typically much more the latter like Like, yeah it was there was an understanding that this was the format and it it also was kind of understood that like no one was to really speak so overtly about what might happen in a fantasy suite. Yeah. Like, we're not going to discuss it before, during, or after. You get that time. It is what it is. We might wink at it. And there's always the possibility, like, a lot of them, the leads wouldn't have sex with everyone or mm-hmm. even with more than one person. And that wouldn't be typically revealed on camera unless right. one of them was, like, making some sort of point or, like, Sean Lowe was, like, a born-again virgin, so none of them had sex. But, like... There was this, like, veil of plausible deniability mm-hmm. that was progressively shattered in recent seasons. And you get to, like, Hannah Brown being like, we fucked in a windmill four times. <laughs> that's, like, that's not what it used to be like. Got it. And, okay. yeah, so it, it definitely has become way more fraught. Um, so after Eric leaves, Gabby is really struggling. She feels like she's in love with Eric, but she doesn't want to say it yet. She wants to make sure it's definitely just for one person. And I think we have a a clip of of her thoughts on this. I want to be able to say, you know, I I want to be engaged to him because I know it's him. But I don't know. 
Bye, Gabby. Okay. Bye. I'm gonna throw up. Bye. You know, I almost didn't want to leave, but you know, one thing she said is just, just be patient. I'm here for you, but you know, this is incredibly painful because what if she's falling in love with Johnny and Jason as well? I will say that sounded super frank and that bitten. sounded really clipped up to me. Wow, yeah. I did not actually notice that upon first watch, but now that I re-listened to that clip, yeah. it's also possible it they, like were they were just taking out filler words, but it does yeah. sound really frank and bitten. I just also yeah. feel like because Eric is in such a fragile state, like with real life shit, you know what I mean? That I feel like yes. this is just a lot. It's just yeah. too yeah. much, you know? I think I, I feel like that is so true. Like that is what's floating over everything. Like yeah. the idea that like every day he stays there is a day that he doesn't get to spend yeah. with his father. And like, yeah, it's just so much extra weight. Yeah. yeah. And and to have to really put Gabby's needs first in a way because she is going through this experience where she is like entitled to to behave in ways that he would rather she not and it's it's not his place to kind of tell her she can't or demand things from her. Um but in another sense she's like his only emotional support right now and she's like his romantic partner and it's his job to be like, all right, good luck on your romantic overnight dates with other men. I'm going to go think about how my dad's dying and you might be sleeping with someone else right now for a couple days. Yeah. And that's going to be rough great. for all of them. It's, it's rough. just rough all around. So uh. Eric resolves that he's not going to get emotional. He's not going to cry in the shower anymore. And he's just <laughs> going to be patient. And that is not what happens. But I do believe he's really trying. Next up is... Rachel and Avon. But we actually, before we even but see this date, we get a little clip of Tino, who is ready Poor to Avin. be a whiny baby in Mexico. I feel that Avon is really getting short here. First of all, Tino is inserted into this date. He already had his hometown like fully bumped another week. Like, come yeah. on. And Avon is like the only other guy that I really could see Rachel having real feelings for. And yeah, it, clearly it, not Zach. They keep like pushing him to the fringes of the episode. But I will say for Tino, now that we're in Mexico, um, this reminded me, apparently Tino's family is Mexican. Like his, oh, according to his cute. dad, who is a prolific Facebook shit poster and has been <laughs> making a star on social media. Wow. He's like, ABC keeps insisting on calling our family Italian, but we're Mexican. Okay, that's fucked up. That's like, really what? fucked up. <laughs> right? <laughs> My God. And also, like, why? I, I'm just, like, confused. Um, so, he is gazing blankly at some trees. Yeah, So stupid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Tino is the the one who is the most game to do this B-roll. He's like, where do you want me to stare? I've got it. Is it the trees? Is it the sea? Yeah. Is it over a balcony? Like, I'm your guy. And if you want me to look vaguely pained, that's great. That's what I look like all the time. <laughs> so we have a little clip of Tino's reflections on what's going on. It's just beyond me at times that, like, she's, like, even exploring other physical connections. I can't imagine her wanting to spend the night with anybody else. This is just torture. It's like being in a twilight zone. 
Even just talking about it now makes me want to throw up. I'm also like, Tino, you're not remarkable. <laughs> Tino, you are very generic, okay? <laughs> very generic. Have you heard I, that he donates blood? <laughs> That's the other thing I don't like about Rachel when someone's like, what what do you like about like my son? And she's like, it's really hard to put into words. I'm like, if you can't fucking put it into words, you don't really like the person. Straight up. Rachel did not come prepared with no. answers for those dates, <laughs> to be fair. To be fair to the families. <laughs> she wasn't ready. Um yeah, I I'm like struggling with Tino here. I understand yeah. how upsetting this is. Yeah. But I think it's just the way he expresses himself is so odd and a little grating to me like he makes he makes all of these comparisons like twilight zone isn't the correct (laughs) metaphor to make here that doesn't really he's definitely in a horror movie yeah and also he i don't know if he means to but the way that he expresses himself makes it sound like wow it's it completely like almost like he's throwing shade on rachel for potentially wanting to explore, you know, a physicality with other people. Like he's like, I'm should be the obvious choice. Like I'm that special. And I do think that that goes back to what you're saying, Phoebe is you're like, dude, you're not that special. And also your family just emotionally tortured your girlfriend. Which he didn't seem to think was a big deal at all. No. Well, cause I feel like he just wants to win because when she was very clearly like, you know, your dad was not feeling me. He's like, oh my God, they loved you. I'm like, you know, they didn't. You know, they yeah. that was you know crazy. I mean? So I'm just like, yeah. you're not even listening to her. You just want to be the guy at the end. And which I don't yeah. even know, like, because you know, with the women, they end up being like influencers or whatever. But I don't know what guys get out of they it. They can be influencers. I you mean, can make money coming off The Bachelor. Also a ton of yeah. sexual capital. Really? Also, if you're in a couple, if you're if you're a straight dude in a couple, you yeah. really can make good money. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely an advantage to to winning to being in a power couple from. The I show. don't even know if if Tino's like consciously like. I don't think that he is some like big mastermind. Yeah. I don't think he really has it in him. I just think he's caught up in the game of it all and. I I don't know. I'm having yeah. a tough time with him. I don't I, I believe he's really into Rachel, but I think that the competitive element of the whole process is like revving him up. He wants I, to win more than he wants to be with Rachel, is my summation. A and then B, his personality is very lukewarm. It is yeah. a bowl. <laughs> that is, it's a bowl of oatmeal. I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah. I'm really struggling with how he will say things like it's beyond me that she is with <laughs> other guys when I'm falling in love with her. It's like there is a world outside of your mind. You right. know, like also, other stuff is happening. Journey. It's her right. Journey. He thinks he's the main character of literally also, everything. Yeah. And also it's her date with Avon. Yeah. Oh my God. Let us just let us just gaze well, upon Avon's beautiful is, face. That's on that's on production or I know the, the bachelor editors. Um, because yes, Rachel is with Avon. She is actually wearing a sundress I really liked on her. Mm-hmm. It makes her boots. She looked look great luscious. on this whole on this whole date. So cute. She also They found a matching finally, bikini for her. Finally gets to wear a matching bikini. <laughs> she looks amazing. I think hot pink is really her color. Mm. Like 
dress her in some more Barbie core. Yeah. That is the trend for her. <laughs> yeah. Not coastal grandmother. I never want to see her in khaki ever again. No. I've had it. Horrific. Horrific. <laughs> she is taking him on a yacht, which has a hot tub. And Avon is like, she's extremely attractive. It's overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they they put on their sunscreen together. They float through the limpid waters. And Rachel thinks about whether she's going to tell Avon that she's falling in love. Because as she says, the love word is a powerful word that was used thoughtlessly by Clayton. But Enemy she, number one. <laughs> she's ready to take charge of her love words and say the love word when it's right for her. <laughs> yeah, she, fucking hypocrite. Fucking hypocrite, but okay. Well, yeah. I will say she hasn't yet said she's in love with two guys. I don't know if she will. True. But this puts you in the position of like, once you say it to one guy, then either you're going to say it to two guys or, or you can't say it to anyone else. Or he's the winner. Yeah. But she doesn't end up saying to Avon that she's in love with him, which in Bachelor Land is a very important distinction. You yeah, can't be difference falling between in love. Falling. And it's the same with multiple thing. cups. I'm sorry, Bachelor Nation. Not in someone, not in Bachelor not, Nation. Not in this world. Listen, I know there are there are levels, Phoebe. I just moved. I'm into not the, saying it makes sense. <laughs> I just moved into the cul-de-sac. Okay. I have not put my name on the mailbox yet, but it's the same thing to me. Falling in love and in love is literally, it's the same. Because in the real world, it is definitely the same. Like if a guy you're dating is like, I'm falling in love with you. And then like a week later, he's like, I actually am getting serious with my other girlfriend that you didn't know about. I'm getting engaged to this other woman. What? But... There is an understood vocabulary in Bachelor Nation, which is why... Which is why... Which, when which is you partially hear, what makes it a cult. Right. Because there is a shared language. Exactly. And when... Others don't understand. And when you hear from the leader that he is in love with you, as Clayton said to all these women, what you hear is, he has chosen me, I'm the selected one, because I know that you only say, I'm in love with you, to one person... If he said he was falling in love with me, that's just like a promising sign. But it's not, it's not a, it's not a covenant, you know? <laughs> it's like the door is still open. This is hilarious. I love this nation. It's great. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's so Look, healthy. The and rules good. are complicated. It's very, yeah, it's just net positive it's, only. Yeah. Um, so Avon. And Rachel talked a little bit about hometowns, how much his parents liked her and, and you're liked just like, them together. Wow, what a great and healthy connection these two have. But wait, it's time to go back to Tino because we spend more time with Tino on this date than we do with Avon. <laughs> I think yeah, I heard Avon so say angry. like 17 words. Jesse is going to check in with Tino in his suite. And he's like, Tino, where's your heads at? And Je- Tino says that the waiting game is gut wrenching. Every day where he doesn't get an invite is, quote, nails on the chalkboard. Again, Again, it's like he's heard analogies used and then he just like fills them in. He's like, like, doesn't quite work. Mad Libs, like an analogy for something unpleasant. Like, uh, yeah, not good. (laughs) He's like, nails on a chalkboard is bad. Not a good thing. This is also bad. He uses this analogy <laughs> twice this episode. I know. And I was committed. like, Tino and I are going to have a conversation after this. <laughs> it's just, it evokes the wrong, the wrong kind of bad thing. We, yeah. also, we need to understand this. 
The way that Tino talks to Jesse about what happened with his father (laughs) is wild. He's like, you know, my dad just really decided to take an interest. He decided what was going on between me and Rachel. He's just, he was a little bit skeptical. I'm like, Tino, your father berated Rachel on national television. Not even just that. Naturally, a dad is a little bit skeptical. Like, he thinks that's what happened. I'm also like, what is going on between Tino and his dad? There's some weird, there's a vibe that yes. I'm like, yeah, really right. like each other. So this feels very <laughs> suspect. And I'm also like, these parents who are on the show, I'm like, you know what this is. So why are you even asking tough questions? Of course, they're saying I'm falling in love to multiple people. Of course, there's a huge chance your son won't be chosen. Get the fuck over it and just get the screen time. Like, I can't with the, like, well, I just want to make sure. Also, like, it's, <laughs> you it's can't not going to sure. help your kid. It's yeah. not going to help your kid. And it's also just going to yeah. make you look bad yeah. and your kid look bad. Like, it's just, it's never going to, I understand being concerned. But guess what? That concern needed to be expressed before, before they your child on. went on the show. Yeah. And once they're on, just show up and be like, I love you. Yeah. I trust you. Yeah. Like I, I hope I hope you'll be okay. Yeah, like just play the fucking game. Like make this fun. Yeah. Like this isn't like, you know, like when Avon's daddy was like, Yeah, going on all these trips isn't a relationship. Yeah, we all know. We all know <laughs> that. No one's in the dark about that, but just let them enjoy Paris. Fuck. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. <laughs> There's plenty of time to do stuff that isn't wandering through the streets of Paris later. So let's chill out. Um, And Tino Tino is not really picky. I I feel like Tino can't really understand that his dynamic with his dad is unusual or refuses to process it. He's like, obviously, my dad was a little bit skeptical. Dads, am I right? Um, Is this my favorite situation where I'm spending time with other guys? Obviously, no. if I wasn't sure that she was future Mrs. Forever for me, this would be an easy week to walk away from. Yeah, no one likes fantasy sweet week, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Get in line. It's no he's one's like, first he's like, I he's like, I'm the first one <laughs> to have these feelings. That's how yeah. that's sort of the the vibe he gives off. Tino is a bachelor watcher. We know this from his past social media activities. So I'm <gasps> truly having like a little bit less sympathy. I'm like, you should really, really know what's going on here. Oh. <laughs> interesting i don't know if he was like a an avid yeah you know long time watcher but he's definitely watched before a lot of guys come on not really knowing much about the show because it's for girls yeah they just Um, want to be on tv and that's it (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) this is all intercut with avon talking about how much his family loved rachel and how he's falling in love and rachel being like well that just makes everything easier that i feel so welcomed by your family that is basically what we get of Avon on this date is him as a foil for Tino's emotional journey. Yeah. Oh. Tino tells oh. Jesse he's been falling in love with Rachel since Bruges. And Jesse's like, wow. And I'm like, that seems normal. Not surprised by that at all. Yeah. Am I am I alone here? <laughs> um, and in his in Jesse the moment. Jesse doesn't know what to say. He's just like. Bruges, that's amazing. Yeah, wow, cool. wow, Tino, beautiful why, city. Wow. Oh, this is why we, wow. why I miss Chris <laughs> because Chris is like, okay, let me like draw out more emotions. So I can get you more desperate and thirsty, so you'll lose your shit. 
I I missed Caitlin Bristow in this moment. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I did love Caitlin and Tasha, but um, we've got. Je- I think Jesse has his strengths, but I did feel like we got Which a lot are, of conversations with what, Jesse. What are his this episode. What are his strengths? I I like I like that he has a more humorous touch than Chris. I like that he's a little bit less paternalistic with the female contestants than Chris. Mm. I feel like Chris also just was he was giving he he got a little smug for me i was like you've never yeah, been a Chris lead was like you don't know what they're going me. i don't know <laughs> but not for me in his in the moment interview tino adds that it's mind-boggling to him if rachel is not sure yet and he says quote i certainly don't need to sleep with anybody else i'm like great I mean, you're not you great. don't get you don't, to so you don't have to so good so everyone's doing what they're supposed everyone's to be good. doing <laughs> she gets to go on her journey and you don't get to sleep with anybody else everyone wins (laughs) and believe it or not it's time for rachel's night date with avon she is again in hot pink sort of long-sleeved low-cut she looks clean maxi i like this for her color for her great color i loved this dress they sit outside for champagne she tells avon that it meant so much to see where he came from which Apparently is not really Salem. We got an so, email from like a listener. a town next door. There's a town nearby, and uh, <laughs> it's really not from Salem at all. Um, and apparently, like, production kind of pressured him to do it in Salem, which I'm like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. She tells him she wants to be on the same page, and so she has a question. Can you genuinely see yourself getting engaged in two weeks? And he's like, wow, big question. Yes. Yes, I can. Definitely. And she tells him he embodies everything she's asked for. He's made her feel so safe. He's so open. He's so humble. She's comfortable telling him that she is falling in love with him. He's so relieved. Literal fireworks start exploding at this point. They're so happy. He accepts the fantasy suite card. They fall in bed together. I'm like, listen, I barely know Avon enough to say that she should pick Avon because he's like never on my screen. But I'm feeling way better about this than whatever is going on with Tino right now. So I want I her to also, go in that direction. This, this was giving me like, if Rachel picks Tino, which is what I suspect is going to happen, I could see Avon as the next bachelor. Agreed. He has, he's that. very cute. He has just enough personality. Right. Done. Not too much. Yeah. We can't have. No. We can't have too much. We no. th- we had seen so much less of Clayton when he was picked. Yeah. Like as much as I feel like they're underselling Avon and his time on screen. We've I think gotten, he's there. Yeah, I think we've gotten he's, enough. Yeah. We've gotten enough to make him bachelor certainly, and he's Please. very pretty. So I'm here for it. Morning after they are cuddling in bed, shirts on. I'm gonna note, but they are still in bed. They're both very happy. She's like, we're on a new level. And I think we have a clip of what she says next. It's definitely really important to explore your physical connection. And Avon is the full package. (laughs) The full package. Rachel, this is a family program. We can't even see the inside of Gabby's butt cheek. You could see them being like, okay, now say the full package. And Rachel's just like, okay, I haven't slept. (laughs) Like, I would say it. I'm going to just giggle through it. Um, But I do hope for her sake that 
they had a great night. They seem to have had a good night. She, yeah. They're they're saying a, they're very happy. Like some of the dates yeah. that go well are very somber at the end because it's like this is really real and there's a lot that can they, still go wrong. They're happy. They seem relaxed. They're they relaxed. Seem, they're giggly. They clearly had a fun time. This is yeah. Yeah. She's it, like, don't forget well. that I'm falling in love with you, and he's like, I'm falling in love with you more. Um, this is the good thing about being at the falling in love with you stage still at this point is that that feels like an upward trajectory. But if you're already in love and then they're like, I'm going to go sleep with some other guys, that does not feel like an upward trajectory no. <laughs> at all. <laughs> so finally, Tino has received the summons. He's throwing off his depression. He's throwing on some clothes for his big date with Rachel Rachel is struggling a little bit with this transition um, between the two guys who I think are her her front runners at this point. And Tino, I think, is the front runner. And his family hated her, and they haven't really discussed that yet. But can I just say, I don't understand why Tino's the front runner. Like, I truly don't. Like, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just like, like to. I think she she just likes him. It's like there there. This happens fairly frequently on this show where it's like you meet someone early on and you're just you're just the most into them and yeah. like it's hard to kind of redirect from that initial feeling. he is a classic like guy who gets the first impression rose there's the strongest initial attraction maybe he does something really sweet as well the first night and you're like oh my god this is my guy and bachelorettes often tend to go with that feeling throughout the process they're like that's clearly my guy and I kind of wish that Rachel had not clearly bonded so quickly with Tino. Because the first night he was very, like, went out of his way to do something very sweet with her, very romantic, be reassuring. But, like, ever since then, he's yeah. been kind of, like, sour. And, yeah. like, you're making me feel bad with your feelings. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Avon's so cute. And I really, I actually feel like Zach is the best match for her. Just, like, not even just on paper. Like, just, like... She got along well with his family. There's a, whatever. I don't mean I to derail the conversation, but I, I know. She doesn't feel it with Zach. She Unfortunately, doesn't feel she doesn't it. like Zach. Yeah. This is it's <laughs> a bummer for Zach, especially. It's a bummer for Zach. Um, they are going horseback riding. Rachel's like, he had a cowboy hat on in one of his baby pictures, so maybe he's real country. <laughs> Tina was uh, again, not this country. is another another uh <laughs> sign that they don't understand how to dress a woman who has breasts yeah <laughs> they put her in a tiny crop top with zero chest support <laughs> to go like bouncing around on horseback <laughs> poor woman is literally holding her top together <laughs> just some fingertips and a prayer <laughs> yeah she's just like ah, my, okay trying to like direct the horse with one hand and like keep my breasts in with the other uh. So funny. She did look great, but yeah. I was yeah. I really felt that for was her. a good that was a good outfit for like a walking around exploring yeah, city exactly. sort of date. Yeah. Um Tino keeps saying he hasn't ridden a horse in a couple of years, but it doesn't look to me like he's ever like really ridden a horse in a meaningful sense. It's like I haven't ridden a horse in a couple yeah, like, of years same. since I went on a trail ride in Hawaii. Exactly, where a guide literally <laughs> led the horses around. Yeah. And you didn't have to know anything. And the horse just I think- walked. <laughs> I think that's the level of experience Tino has as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's the most relatable thing about him. They, they, they do ride off to another cenote. Uh, they 
Do they jump in? I don't think so. They just no. There's a tiny. You know, there's a blanket on a tiny little outcropping on a the wall. Cliff. There isn't um, even room I'm, for champagne on this cliff. Um, they just have to clamber like type, on. This is the type of landing where there are like a New York Post story about like Instagram influencer like dies tragically <laughs> trying to take a selfie on like the side of a cliff. I'm just like the romantic thing is sitting on jagged rocks with like a very <laughs> yeah. thin picnic blanket between my <laughs> ass cheeks and the rocks. What? Yeah. <laughs> I think like I couldn't tell whether the vibes were so off partly because of this setting or yeah. if it was just the tension between them, but the vibes were not good. And like the fact that it seemed like the walls were closing in around them <laughs> did not help. It's like you're they're sitting on the inside of a rocky wall that's like just containing them and like the walls are coming together. Rachel is waiting for the right moment to address things from Tino's hometown, but it's clear that she's, like, in her head a little bit. I think we have a quote, uh, or, blah. I think we have a clip of Tino's per, uh, perception of what's going on with Rachel. Rachel looks nervous. I don't know why. I mean, it could be about my hometown. It could be about, like, my parents asking her some pretty penetrating questions. I hope it's not about that. You know, I hope we could just tackle it later tonight. And I'll try to kind of peel it back and make sure she feels as comfortable as she always does around me. You, you think? You think it could be about that, Tino? Could be about that. <laughs> could be. Could be about that. I hope she can be uh-huh. as comfortable as she always is around me later. Just her normal. Like she's currently very uncomfortable around you. So I would hope that, that the tone improves. <laughs> That brings us to the night date. Rachel is in a dark sequined dress and she's just like, I gotta, we gotta do this. Like, I gotta talk to Tino about his father. Like, this was horrible. And she, she broaches the conversation and she tells him like, I feel like they just really did not like me. At this point, Tino starts manically wiping his brow with, like, a large yellow handkerchief, which he continues to do throughout. The poor poor man has some pores, and a lot of people in Bachelor Nation don't have pores, don't seem to sweat. So I do, I understand. That was the best part of their entire meal, because (laughs) he was definitely like, oh, fuck, (laughs) she's not letting this go. I better come up with a good answer. Mopping his face, his streaming yeah, he's brow. Like very anxious. I love very, that they also anxious. got him a, a cloth to wipe his face. That is the that is the most attention getting color. So it can't be subtle. It's just like a flash of yellow across the screen. And he's like, "Okay, um, so you're you're still in your head about this 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 hometown date." She's like, "Yeah." His dad in particular, you know, I couldn't win over. I don't know how we can move forward. I think we have a little clip of their conversation. I think the last thing your dad said to me, like one of the last things he was like, well, like, I'm not going to disown him if he gets engaged. Like, I just can't accept it. And I was just like, whoa. Really? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Or like along those lines. And I was like, I desperately want this, like, not even just approval, but like, okay, we don't get it, but like, okay. And I feel like I, I, I didn't even get that. And I was like, well, I'm worried about you. Like, can you get to a point at the end where like, even if you don't have their approval, you're still like, can you honestly like move forward with this? He's like, really? That is brand new information. 
you can see like oh I just have so many questions about Tino and his father now because you could see that he was genuinely rattled by that information but like how could he be rattled his dad basically said all this to him I I like really I don't know I have a lot of questions I'm like was he just operating in a land of delusion and he thought that that his dad hadn't been so harsh on Rachel I I don't know also, but it, if it he was had just, like, very... listened to Rachel during the debrief when she was like, your parents didn't yeah, he like would have me. Already and he was this. like, no, they did. They did. Let's stop yeah, talking they about it. They really they liked loved you. you. They loved you more than anyone. They're obsessed. They're basically obsessed with you. They just <sighs> threatened to maybe disown me lightly. Just a light <laughs> disown. Just a light disown. I just feel... I don't know. I just feel like that, to me, is a red flag when like yes. your partner is trying to tell you things did not go well with my family and you're just like trying to positively spin it the whole time. I'm like, that's a yeah. person who's never going to listen to you because they, in yeah. his mind, he's like, I have my family. I'm going to have my girl. We're going to get engaged done. And it's like, but these are people, these aren't like things on a to do. Yeah. list. like your parents not liking her. That's not going to change tomorrow. They are probably never going to like her. So you have to, and that's going to impact her. Yeah. And that's yeah. going to impact your relationship. Exactly. Like that, he like, he like can't, she basically keeps asking him that question and he just can't really seem to answer it. Yeah, he's, in he, and, and like every aspect of this experience as it goes forward, he's showing more and more inability to like deal with the fact that everyone else involved is a person with like their own feelings and experiences and opinions on what's happening. But he gets through this conversation somehow reassuring Rachel, who I think is very eager to be reassured. Um, He's like, my dad just doesn't, like, get me on a relationship level, but it's not you. They're freaked out by the situation. They know I wouldn't be here if I didn't see you as the future. She's like, well, I don't want you to just say this stuff to just make it work. Like, do you really think they would accept me if we called in a couple weeks and we're like, we're engaged? Would they be mad? Like, would they... Would they reject it? He's like, they'll definitely come around. End of story. I don't expect it all to happen overnight, but it's definitely going to happen. You're the future. We're all going to get on this train together. You're so incredibly beautiful. You match that with being ambitious, being smart, wanting a family and career. I had to go on TV to find a woman like that. Like, Tino, they're everywhere. Yeah. And they're all looking for boyfriends. (laughs) Personally know a lot of women who check all of those boxes. Um, So he tells her that he loves her. And she says, I love you too. And I was like, fuck. It's got to be Tino now. It's Tino. It's Tino. Like, it's just, it is. It's Tino Tino. or you're pulling a Clayton, Rachel. Yes. You just told Avon, who is so sweet. Avon's what twenty mm. five. He's so young, and it's just. I think Avon's a little older. Oh, he I think Avon and Tino might both be like twenty seven or twenty eight. Oh shit, I was wrong. <laughs> I don't know. He's Zach is the youngest. Yeah, he's twenty eight. Avon's twenty eight. Zach is twenty. Avon's twenty eight. Uh, yeah, he be he he's so sweet natured. He seems a little yeah. um, younger. I know. Yeah, he is very. He's has that sweetness. I just, <sighs> I just think it's gonna be. Tino, and I think that then maybe we'll get Avon as as fingers crossed bachelor. They decide to go for the fantasy suite time. Unbelievable, I know. And that brings us to Gabby and Johnny. We don't even get a Tino morning after, which, frankly, honestly, for the best because we've seen enough of Tino. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't want to be a smug Tino being like 
Rachel and I really explored each other last night. It's like, get out of here. Let's let's talk to Gabby and Johnny. Gabby is meeting Johnny on the beach. She's like, he really gets me in a way I've never had a man get me before. And then I think Johnny <laughs> described their relationship in the most hilarious way I've ever heard, like a final, like front runner describe a relationship. Yeah. I believe we have a clip. Gabby is the dopest girl I think I've ever hung with. You have beauty, you have brains, you have a good time, you have like my person. I'm sorry. No. This is it's something, over. It was over. This it was an, over. This is an F boy <laughs> island thing to say. Yeah. This is not she's a like, bachelorette. Like the dopest girl I ever hung with. Like you're done, Johnny. I'm Absolutely like, you must not. Leave. I'm like, yes, you guys are going to Knicks games all the time. You can fucking say <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> she's so chill. I hate they that. do I have. Hate- Here's the thing that I hate. I hate when guys are like, oh, she's so chill. That's why I like, she's so fucking chill. I'm like, that to me just means like, you like a girl who's not gonna expect anything from you. You want a woman with zero needs. Yes. As soon as the needs start coming up, you're like, I don't understand. I thought she was chill. Yeah. Exactly. Ugh. Yeah. Johnny is, it's not, is not ready for this. He's not, he is he is ready to hang with a dope girl, and that's not <laughs> what the Bachelorette is for. And like that is their their relationship is just like buds. It's like when we're yeah. together, it's fun, it's cool. We hang out, we have a good time. We don't like ask anything from each other, really. Like maybe you're like, can you help me move a table? And like you'll get me pizza. <laughs> but like that's the level of connect of commitment we're gonna make. So. They get on. Uh, they get on a he's boat. He's totally a guy who would just like put your IKEA furniture yes. together just so he could fuck you on it, and then he'd be like goodbye. Oh <laughs> they my get. God. They get on a boat. The boat is called Moonshine, and they make out and they talk about how their relationship has slowly grown and how comfortable they are with each other. It's all going so nicely. They get off the boat, they sit on a blanket on the beach, and she prepares to find out if he's ready for a commitment. I think she knows he's not, but she's like, we got to have this conversation where he's like, I'm not ready to have a commitment. It's so clear that she knows, like she alluded to this earlier in the episode. Yeah. She's She's like, like, okay. She's like, look, I'm ready to make a relationship my full priority, commitment, et cetera. That's what I need. And he's like, I don't know. I'm falling in love with you, but also that scares me. And she's like, well, there's a week left. I'm ready to be engaged. What's the deal? Are you? And he's like, that's a hard thing to think about. I don't know if I can give you 100%. So... I can't drag you through that if I can. She's like, yeah, obviously, like, we're not. He's like, okay, so I guess, like, we're breaking up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, all right, well, I guess this is goodbye. Um, he says, I think before they actually break up, he says this amazing thing. He says, life with you would be insane. You're exactly the person I would want. But I just don't know if I can get to engagement in the next week or so. It's not that I don't like you or I'm not falling for you. It just scares me. It's just you're like, reassuring her so... that you like her a week away from yeah, what is supposed Johnny. to be an engagement. Come on, you know what? like, <laughs> fine if you if you don't feel like you can get engaged, <laughs> but like the answer isn't. Don't worry, I don't hate you. I do yeah. like you. 
I do like you. We're supposed to be so you're, far past like at this you're point. You're a dope girl that I can hang with. And have an insane time with. Have an insane time. I mean, it's just, honestly, I was laughing. Like, uh, you can tell Gabby's just sort of exhausted. I think Gabby at this point is really, is really aware of her feelings and also perceptions of what, like, it will look like on TV. Yes. And so while she is not surprised, nor I don't even think particularly really that disappointed that Johnny's not ready. She is aware that it's like, okay, one out of my final three just like isn't even down to continue this process. Yeah. I just feel like as much as I love Gabby, I think she makes the mistake that a lot of people do, which is like, I'm just going to fill in the blanks on who this person is. And it was just like, Johnny has always been the guy who was saying, you're a dope girl to hang out. Like, to me, I'm like, like, yes, he's cute, I guess. But so is everyone in Bachelor Nation. So it's like, that's not even like anything remarkable at this point. But I just feel like with him and with Jace, it's just Jason. <laughs> I call him Jace. Um, but it's Save just time. like, She's projecting like what she wants in an I- ideal partner on these guys mm. who were never going to live up to that. And so I think she yeah. sets herself up to be in these scenarios with dudes who are just like not in it to win it. Like Eric is the only one who has truly been like, yeah, I like want to date. I want to go through this process. I want to do the thing. And so that's why it makes me so stressed for her because I feel like she's putting herself in in situations in in which she is going to be disappointed. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting because she can be so perceptive about Mm -hmm. other people and like Mm -hmm. eloquent about what, what they're going through. But she does, I think make this mistake of like, because we're things are going really well and they seem really into me. That means that they want to get engaged to me later. And I'm not, she doesn't want to like pressure them on it. So she's mm-hmm. waited until like the very last minute to even broach it with these guys and is. And they don't want to bring it up either. No one wants so to bring like, it no, up. No one, no one brought it up. Yeah. So, um, they, they say goodbye on the beach. She's like, just like, it's not the, not the right time. Not the yeah. right time. Um, and as she walks off, he, go- he goes, there goes my lady. And she's like, stop. <laughs> Literally, stop. Um, that was just me. I was like, Johnny, please stop. Um, they're both a little sad, but Gabby is sure that something is waiting for her that's really great with Eric and Jason. They have been able to validate her in ways that she never expected. It's the feeling of being loved when she's with them. Cut to... Jesse talking to Jason, who's like, you know, am I in love with Gabby? No. Do I want to get engaged? No. Certainly not. He says he's not falling in love with Gabby yet. When is it he's like, happen, Jace? He has strong away. feelings that could turn into falling in love later. Does he know literally one single thing about this show? You can't get to the finale and be like, I could see myself falling in love with you in the future. I have so many when. questions about how Jason even got to on this I, show. And I do actually believe that he likes Gabby, which is why he stayed, because he's made it very clear that he has, like, been viscerally repelled by this entire setting, basically from moment one, and, like, wanted to leave. And as we get further into this, I'm like, 
maybe he just like should have. He should have left. Honestly, yeah. he should have left. Yeah. Um. Later, Gabby is journaling at her breakfast bar. Hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, what are you writing? As you do. What are you writing? You're wearing a Laura <laughs> Ashley dress. What is this? What is? No, this? she's writing like a help note. Like ABC <laughs> has told me to say this, but I, someone let me out of the simulation. If you find this, please save me. <laughs> yeah. She's she's writing about how her heart is telling her that Eric and Jason are ready for engagement. It's like Gabby, you need to hear from Eric and Jason that they're ready for that. I don't think you need to be listening to your heart on this. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's going to lead you in the wrong direction. There is a knock on the door. She finds a card. It reads in all caps, I need to see you. I'll be waiting on the bridge. It's unsigned. Who could it be? Obviously, it's Eric wearing jeans so distressed. They're practically falling off his thighs. Th- those jeans are about to be shorts. Yeah, they're and like, they're, yeah, we can't even call them pants, to be honest. There's so much hair. On the, so the lower funny. half of the legs. <laughs> the minute that I saw, like, the tendrils of distressed Jean hanging down by the person's feet, I was like, it's Eric. Yeah, oh, it's it's Eric, obviously. <laughs> I saw the boots. So I was like, we know. Uh, she asked him how he is. He's like, I'm good. I didn't have anything to tell you. I just need to see you. I did have one thing to tell you, though, which is uh, I had a great time on our date. And now I'm picturing the girl I'm in love with doing all the same stuff with somebody else. And it's making me really sad. And I just want to tell you that. And she's God. like, okay. So the one this thing was- you wanted to tell me was that you're upset that I am being the bachelorette right now. He's stressed. This was such a... He is I know. This was a rough moment because you could see that he sort of word vomited out. Like, he was just like, I'm anxious. I need... I'm making this decision out of anxiety and I need someone to affirm me. And it landed in all the wrong ways for her also, understandably. And it was just like these two people missing each other. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was painful to watch because you yeah. see her face fall and you can tell that she's like, why did you bring me here? Like, are you trying? Like her brain is like, what are you trying to force me to do on camera? Like, that is how right. she is, is right. taking this thing. And she, she says, immediately goes there. She's like, yeah, in the spirit says, of being honest, we talked about this off camera during Fantasy Suites. So is this why you brought me here to tell me again? And he's it's like, like, to force an answer from her. And yeah. she's like, oh, no, no, that's that wasn't what I meant to do. But, like, he's already done it. But I also feel yeah. like there's a part of me, I'm like, this, like, this not being on the fucking virgin voyager cruise i'm like this is what a relationship is where like sometimes you have to talk things out more than once and like mm-hmm. i was yeah. kind of frustrated that she was just like you're testing me this is an i'm like no he's stressed out his dad is in ill health he really likes you and he is panicking and he wants to have a conversation like is it annoying maybe yeah. that you have to have this conversation again sure yeah. is it also understandable that he needs to have this conversation again because his whole life is basically in disarray. He just wants one thing to be sort of like certain. Certain. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I think. Yeah. I yeah. really felt. I, I, I really felt. I for felt him. for both I of think them. we all did. I think that like that what Gabby is doing and she is like always doing this in this very interesting way is she is looking at this through the eyes of the audience and she is like so aware that this is a media product and like 
that yeah. the audience is going to have certain perceptions. And she also knows that the, that the guys know that. And so what she's thinking is not like, oh my God, I can't believe we're talking about this again. She's thinking, why is he having this conversation with me on camera where I'm when going we, to have to we defend myself right. on camera? And when we were able to have a really honest, intimate conversation about it and I could reassure him privately, now I have to be thinking about how I'm going to come off to the world about this very sensitive topic. And that is, like, coloring everything she's saying. Like, in another setting, I don't think she would be upset to have to talk about it again. I think... I I completely agree. And I do think... I, I completely agree. I thought it was, like, actually fascinating to watch this because Gabby is kind of one of the most self-aware leads we've ever had. And she is so... She is so willing to almost break that fourth wall Constantly. and acknowledge and just acknowledge the fact that this is a media product and acknowledge that there are going to be different outcomes and different stakes in an off-camera conversation versus an on-camera conversation. And you can also see Eric in that moment sort of working through and realizing how she's perceiving it. And it was a rough moment because I actually just understood where both of them were coming from. And I felt bad for both of them. I was like, both of you are working with different needs right now and different perceptions. And like, neither of you are wrong. Like Eric does need that affirmation and it's understandable why he would need it. Gabby also is very aware that she is like subject to so much scrutiny given, you know, depending on how she responds to every situation and she's working through that. And so I also understand why she would be like, it's actually kind of fucked up for you to, to put me in the position to have this conversation in in a way that we can be actually less honest. Right. Well, it's like the Nick Vial thing again, where it's like maybe with like a girl that you were dating and she hurt you in private, you can be like, why did you sleep with me if you were about to pick someone else? But to do it on camera has a very different connotation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so why would you... Why would you ignore that and do it in public? I, I really felt for Eric, though. He is clearly really struggling and having such a hard time. You can see how deeply he's feeling everything. And, that, like, and that he can't, end. like, fix it. He can't fix it because she's like, it already happened. And right. she doesn't know how to, like, let go of it. And he doesn't know how to, how to fix how to it. How to make it, it right. And, and so <sighs> we leave on, on a cliffhanger. Uh, Gabby is sort of like, I don't know where I'm at. Like, maybe my guy isn't here at all. Things are falling apart with Eric. Johnny left. And maybe Jason's not my guy. Could I leave alone? Dun, dun, dun. But things don't have... Here's my thing. Things don't have to fall apart between her and Eric. You know what I mean? Like I agree. It's yeah. like, well... I actually think they will work through this. Yeah, just have a conversation. Have conversations and you'll be fine. Like, I, it just feels mm-hmm. like... She's very, like, and I understand, like, when things don't go a certain way, like, I get that, too, where I could catastrophize. But it's like, you know, something doesn't go right. And it's like, oh, everything's over. And it's like, it's not over. This guy is really into you. You're really into him. So just talk it out and get that It rank. is, like, it is the <laughs> challenge of, of, get, of dating and conflict and dating. And that, I think, probably is even harder if you have had a lot of really rocky foundational relationships Mm -hmm. in your life, which is like, is this a moment where they're revealing 
that they're not going to be a good person for me to love, that they're not really going to put me first or care for me? Or is this a conflict that I can work through? And like, if I work through this, am I a doormat who's ignoring the signs? If I don't work through it, am I pulling away from the love that's being Something offered good. to me? Like, it can be really hard to to suss that out. And I think Gabby in this moment is trying to be like, do I give up on Eric because he's showing an ugly side of, of you know, insecurity and like pressuring me? Or am I missing? Am I misunderstanding him? And she ends up like walking away. And I thought this was the end of their conversation, but it is left on a cliffhanger. So maybe they're going to work it out. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Finger. I do love them together. I, yeah, I, I do don't know. too. I've always been Team Eric. Phoebe, thank you so much for talking this episode through with us. We are, go- are going to release you from the clutches <laughs> of this horror show. Um, can you tell the people where they can find you and all of your work? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Dope Queen Phoebs, P H E E B S. Um, and everything's trash is on Hulu. So binge it. Watch it. Watch I mean, it. Watch it. So Go binge it. Yeah, I like money. So help me get more of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really great show. It's about podcasting. It's so good. Yeah. We, it's the representation <laughs> that we crave. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with more from this very long Bachelor Fantasy Suites week. Can you keep up? I like love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. 
And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from Article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an Article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back, and Emma and I are loose and ready to talk about night two of Fantasy Suites. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) We re-enter right where we left off, Gabby and Eric on the bridge. And Gabby has taken a moment to gather herself, and she returns because she is our emotionally intelligent queen. (laughs) And as Phoebe said when we were talking about the first episode— Sometimes you just need to have a conversation more than once. Yeah, she takes another crack at this one. I really thought that she walked away and like, uh, we're done talking about this way. But she comes back. She's like, she knows herself. She's like, I need a moment. I need to gather my thoughts. I don't want to be wrongfully upset. I wasn't sure if you were trying to pressure me to say something. So let's talk. And Eric, at this point, knows that he fucked up. He knows that he... And he says it. He says it right away. Like... I just, I actually loved this exchange between them because I'm like, this is, this happens in relationships. Like yeah. you miss each other. You say something and it comes off a certain way and then you realize that you didn't handle it in the way that will get you the thing that you need from that other person. And it doesn't mean you did anything horrible or you're a horrible person or that the other person is. It's just like miscommunications happen and you you have to talk them through. Yeah. So he's like, I'm, listen, I'm just, I'm in love with you. I got in my head. I fucked up a moment that was supposed to be this nice extra time together. And she says that she knows his heart is in the right place, but she's worked her ass off to be in a position where there are no doubts about her decisions. And he says he's sorry. She hugs him. He says, I don't want to lose you at this point. And she kisses him. 
I still, oh, I felt so. At this moment, I was just like, he is still on some level. He wants her to say, "You're not going to lose me," and she. And guess what? She's not gonna. She's give not gonna to say him. that, and she is very careful not to. I think she's so conscious. Like going into this, she knew that making statements that feel like promises is what made her feel so fucked up on the other side of it. And so she is, I think, almost going like really correcting for that in a major way in in terms of her actions. I think she's doing the right thing. I also think that it's hard for me to see that they have this other conversation where he does try to take ownership of what he did wrong and apologize. And the next day, it feels like it didn't happen, that second part of the conversation. She's, she feels like he fucked everything up. She's mad at him. And she was able to kind of have that second conversation where I thought they were kind of resolving things. And the next Good. day, she's like, I'm mad next- at Eric. He fucked up. And I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> that didn't resolve anything. Yeah, it's a little unclear. And I'm not sure if she's just sort of like, okay, whatever. He put a wrench in things and like threw a wrench in things. And now I have Jason. So I'm just going to like throw myself into this Jason thing. Yeah. And like maybe he won't be disappointed. Yeah. She, Unfortunately, talks, she talks to Jesse and expresses how unfair she felt it was for Eric to bring this up in front of the cameras and how she needs space to make her decisions. And she says, Eric and I have always struggled with miscommunication. What is this in reference to? Have they? I don't... Here's the thing. We just haven't... Seen much. Seen that much of any of these relationships. And so it's a little bit hard actually to know. I mean, maybe it's just a sense that she's gotten... Yeah. That he... I don't know. It definitely could be. I mean, he did have that one moment where he was, like, struggling and... We we both were like, uh-oh, Eric's wobbling. Certainly in the context yeah. of the show, that might be enough to amount to, like, an issue with we, communication. Right. <laughs> but she's like, we've both fought for our relationship. Remember that? That's going to be relevant later. But time to focus on Jason. She's like, I'm falling in love with Jason. I have no question about his intentions, which she should, but she doesn't. <sighs> God damn it. Jason is, meanwhile, getting ready for their date and just reflecting on how he's going to have to tell her that engagement doesn't feel right. And he has no idea how she's going to react. Badly, Jason. They always react like, badly. Jason, I think Jason didn't do his research. <laughs> he really did not. Um, I could really see Jason's, like, high-energy sister or something just, like, submitting him for yeah. this show and him showing and up like, being like, like you're what? so cute. And, like, he, he is. He is so cute. Uh, so Gabby and Jason meet under the palm trees. She's like, I'm psyched to finally have a chance to have private time with Jason. I know what a private person he is and we'll really get to finally be in his element. And she's Yeah, like I I get why she's excited for this. Because she's like, okay, he's holding back. But in her mind, she's like, he's holding back because he's aware of the cameras. He's self-conscious. Once we get off camera, it's gonna be great. Yeah, and, and like, she thinks that because that's what he has said. And I do think yeah, that it is sense. to a large extent true. But she's, like, designing this whole date, I think, around... To make him feel comfortable. Making him comfortable. The first part of their date is playing tennis. He played in college. She doesn't really know how to play. Um, but she is in a very cute black squirt set and sneakers. And she's hitting she those balls. Great. Honestly, I was impressed. Yeah. I My first attempt at 
playing tennis um, after many years would look much worse than this. Gabby's just she like also naturally... she just brings that confidence. She's like hitting the ball once, and she's like, "I did it! You missed it! I hit the ball." <laughs> um, and he's just like they're having a great time. Yeah. Like, this is just seems like it's going so well. They change into their swimsuits. They take a dip in a beautiful pool. He's like throwing her across the pool. They're laughing. And of course, cut to Eric, just deep in his depression. Yeah. Staring blankly off his balcony at some trees, as you do. The sound editors got so creative here. Like, they definitely made it seem like he can just hear the shrieks of delight coming from Gabby and Jason's date. And I 100% do not believe that is the case. The thing is that, like, it would seem really realistic if he could, because they're all in the same resort and they're making a lot of noise in the pool. But he doesn't say anything about how he can hear them. He also doesn't look down. <laughs> right. It, just, it doesn't make sense. It's, they just pipe in a lot of loud yeah. roughhousing in the pool noise. And he is agonizing over how she's with another guy right this very moment. And she is. She's with Jason by the pool talking about how she bonded with his mom over getting their roots touched up. I love Jason's mom. Men have sports teams. Women have hair care. And these things bond us. He, I'm kidding, women also can be into sports and men can also take care of their hair. Just just have to throw that in there. He tells her that she is the person who makes this weird experience feel normal. They make out. And Gabby's like, this day has gone perfectly. I'm falling in love. And I'm hoping to hear more from him about his feelings. She says, after today, I just know it's going to work for us. It is not going to work for them. Uh. She's like, if I just plan a day that's entirely based around making Jason really comfortable, we're going to have a great relationship. I'm just going to have to do that every day. So time for their night date. She is in a lime green spaghetti strap dress. And she is getting herself on the Jason train. I feel like she's almost trying to talk herself into being like, it was never really Eric. It's Jason. Yeah. Like, he I gets like me. She's like, he okay, made it maybe, maybe Eric just wasn't right. Like we hit this roadblock. Maybe he doesn't see me. He doesn't get me. But no, who's never made me feel like shit? Jason. Yeah. Don't worry. Jason's like, hold my beer. <laughs> hold my beer. Uh, Jason, meanwhile, is like, wow, there are real feelings here. We're headed in the right direction. But he needs to tell her where he really stands. So they sit for their their dinner and he tells her this was the first day on this experience that felt really normal and he was able to be fully present she's like yeah it was really easy and he says well it's never been easy for me here i want to be fully honest i'm into you when i'm with you i feel like i'm having some of the best days ever he says he knows the expectation on the show for a lot of people is being engaged and being fully in love by the end and he's not there yet He says in this environment, he's constantly in his head. What's real? What's not real? He's questioning everything. Gabby has convinced herself that Jason definitely is ready for an engagement. And so he's he's not even ready to fall in love. Yeah, he's and we said this, I think, a couple of weeks ago, like Jason is just so wholly disconnected from himself in this environment that I don't even think it's possible for him to assess a connection with anyone. Yeah. And Gabby is really learning this now. She looks like she's been hit in the stomach. And Which I get. F- finally, she says, I know how hard it is for you, but I don't, 
I don't know, like, are you in a place in your life where you can see me at all in your future? I think if it was just that he was like, I'm not sure I can get to the point of getting engaged because this setting doesn't feel substantive enough for me to make that decision. I do think that is something they potentially could have gotten past. Yeah. She's but at then this it point, turns out that it's yeah. much more than that. Yeah. I think at this point, she's like, okay, well, I sent Johnny home because he wasn't ready to get engaged. Like, Johnny is just in a different life stage. Right. She, like us, knows that there is a yeah. difference between Johnny and Jason. Yeah. Well, she's like, Jason is a more mature. He's an adult. He seems really ready for a commitment. He doesn't seem like a fuck boy. Like, I can work with that. I can work with a really right. committed relationship, even if he's not ready for an engagement. So she's like, what do you see in your future? He says, it's hard for me to say because we're in this bubble. You don't even know who I am completely. And I don't fully feel I know who you are. This is a really rough thing to hear, even though he's not necessarily wrong. Like no one after only a few months, even dating in the real world. Guess what? You date someone for six months. You don't necessarily know every single thing about them. And like relationships do deepen over time and you do require more time to really understand how someone's life works than, than yeah. this. But being in this situation does require a certain amount of buy-in and like a certain amount of just leaping into a certain the amount unknown. of just not saying to the woman you're pursuing i don't feel like i, don't I know, know who, who you are, are. like because what that, that right, is such that a is loaded such a thing punch. to say like i i feel like whenever you tell someone i don't even know who you are it lands in it's a an very insult. yeah it lands in, and i don't think that that's how he meant it but what that that is like so destabilizing to be like wait if you don't even know if you don't even feel like you know who I am on a fundamental level, then like, why, why are you even participating in this yeah. at all? Right. And it's like, oh, okay, so we're strangers. So why am I like entrusting so much Anything of my to happiness? You. To yeah. You? It just, it just is. Yeah. That's the rough part. And he's like, anyway, the, like, engagement. <laughs> having said that, how do you feel? And Gabby's like, uh, well, all my hopes and dreams are crumbling to dust in my face. And finally she's like, I think you just have to decide whether you're able to believe in this hopeless romanticism. And he says... He's like, I can't. For me, I'm more of a realist. That's just me. It's not that this isn't real. It's hard for me to feel at ease with the cameras. And she's like, yeah, I know. And she says, it's hard. If you don't feel you really know me, how could you really make a promise? And Jason says, yeah. Jason is so reserved that he he's just not... He's really not good at responding to... Gabby's feelings of insecurity. He is just like fundamentally incapable of easing any of her fears. And in a sense, like maybe that's a good thing in the long run because like he also can't fake it. (laughs) I don't know. Like I think it's clear at this point. though to a certain extent. I mean, he has led her to, I mean, I see what you're saying. I don't think that Jason is going to be a bad partner to everyone, but I do think that like, He's a bad partner in this situation. He is a bad Absolutely. partner in this situation. I don't think he's a good partner for Gabby. I think that what has I happened agree. is that she has, he has like a softness and a warmth to his demeanor that is like a promise to her that there is something more there. Something that there's more um, capacity to offer yeah. emotional support than there actually is. It's like when we're really in it, 
he will be able to like he'll step up. Step like up. yes, he has a discomfort with the camera, yeah. but like we're the we're the true thing. And instead in this weird situation. And instead he he feels disconnected from her in the way that yeah. he feels disconnected from himself and from like the setting. I think every part of their connection has relied entirely on her. And so when yes. she needs something from him, he, he can't, can't give it. Up. I think when they emotionally connect, it's because he's struggling. He needs her support. And she is so warm and so good at offering that support. And he is receptive to it. You know, he appreciates it. He, I think, like a lot of people Gabby has probably dated is like, Gabby's so easy to be with. She's so caring. She's so fun. She's basically having the whole relationship. I like, I just need to like show up. Right. And right. I think that has, in the end, probably gotten her into some situations where she is in relationships with guys who feel like they don't need to really contribute anything because she's doing so much. Yeah, I think that is really astute. And I do think that, again, because she felt so shitty on the other end of this process, she really showed up laser focused on making sure all of the men that like were entrusting their care to her were felt felt seen and felt respected and yeah unfortunately not everyone showed up with the capacity to give that back to her yeah and that's like a just a crappy thing and especially you can also see the wheels turning when she's like well Johnny also wasn't ready for this like right. what am like i'm now in this very public situation. Like, what do I do? And so Gabby gets up and quietly kind of walks away to cry and gather her thoughts. And we have a clip of some of what she says. He was always someone I saw myself with from the very beginning. So to wait this long to hear where he's at, like, definitely hurts. It's just like, I guess there was a piece of me that wanted him to play along for like just a second, but he can't. I just like knew it was gonna happen. Like I have to be honest with myself, you know? Maybe it just is, you know, a love that's not destined to be together. This broke my fucking heart. And she's also just so perceptive all the time like I actually found it so relatable her saying I just wanted him to play along for just a fucking second yeah she's like just buy in just like let go a little bit yeah yeah and she is incapable and she has this self-awareness right to be like yeah I on some level I I just want him to pretend so that it doesn't have to go this way. Um, but she says, you know, he can't fully be himself here. That's a huge disadvantage. She's she's sobbing. She's really she's really upset because she says, I knew it was going to happen, but she also really didn't. Like she felt this strong connection with him that enabled her to like feel pretty and- confident about the future that he was feeling very differently about. Right, and it makes so much sense because he kept saying to her, like, I'm only here for you. Right, and that feels like a really, it's like, well, if you're going through this hell for me, then, like, you're committing to me. Then Right, then you're clear, you clearly see a future. And it's why very else would you be here? weird to them have him be like, oh, I'm only here to subject myself to this for you, but, like, 
I don't even know if I like you. I don't even know who you are or if I like you. <laughs> like, what do you mean? How can it be both? Jason, I got I, questions. Again, he's, I just literally think he's so... Confused. Confused. So he gets up from the table. He is, says he's upset. He's like, he doesn't like display much emotion. And I don't think he ever does, though. It comes across like, as <laughs> quite cold in this yeah. context um, because he's saying things that are really hurting Gabby and doesn't really know how to even, like, couch them or, like, how to, like, show emotion that might convince her that he, he understands, understands the gravity or yeah. that he is hurting her even if it's what he has to do. Yeah. Like, but he... <sighs> He goes to her and he's like, you're the reason I stayed. I'm literally here for you. No commitments, but like I literally am. And he's like, I think this day was a big step. It's something we can build on. And Gabby is like, I don't know. Are we just pulling at strings here? And he says, no, I see us getting to this point that you want once we spend time together in real life. And it's such a weird scene. Like, she is sobbing. He's really trying to comfort her. But he is so reserved. His hands are, like, in his pockets. He's, like, standing back stiff and, like, monotone, trying to, like, assure Gabby that he has really strong feelings and a unique connection with her. And it just doesn't... You can't there's see just, it. Again, there's just that innate disconnect yeah. happening. But I understand why both of them are like, well, we just have to ha still do the off-camera time. Yeah. Because we can't fully really yeah. get into this with yeah. the cameras. She's like, let's spend the rest of the night trying to figure this out. And he's like, yes, I really want to do that. I really want to talk privately and see what we can figure out. And so they agree to do the fantasy suite. And she's like, I, you know, everything's working against us right now. But what if we come out on top? Then nothing could take us down. And she's really trying to be positive. Yeah, she's like, a future with Jason will be full of surprises. And I'm like, yeah, like suddenly he'll turn to you and be like, who are you? Who is the stranger in my house? <laughs> oh, God. You'll be like, I never saw that coming. She's like, he's so sensitive and warm, yeah. except when he's like hurting me do you and remember, it goes extremely cold. Do you remember when um, Elizabeth Moss was married to Fred Armisen and then after yes. they got divorced? They both kind of talked about how what basically happened is that one day he was just like, oh, my God, I married someone. There's, like, some lady in my house. What? That's crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was, get, I was like, thinking about that a lot during this scene with Jason and his, uh, his Fred Armisen uh, oh, energy. It's just, it just was not, not the this, this setting for yeah. Jace. He no. Date in the real world, so, sir. Not, not on TV. Yeah. They retreat to the fantasy suite. And you're like, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, it's, maybe something good's going to happen. The next morning, there is a dead bug in the champagne. The bed we know has it's not over. been used. From that one shot, yeah. I was like, oh, no. Po Forboding. Poetry and B-roll. There are no shoes on the floor. Instead, there's a bug in the champagne. Gabby is in an orange knit skirt set. Her eyes are puffy. She says she's hurt and devastated. She says that once they were alone, they talked in circles. They couldn't agree on how things would go. And finally, she said, maybe it's not meant to be. And he responded, yeah, definitely. And she's like, what? When were you going to tell me that? <laughs> she says that she tried to leave for a little space, and he basically told her that was it. 
as much as it hurts, I need to say goodbye to Jason. So they, so they like broke up. They basically broke up, but now they have to have an on camera. They have to do it on camera. She's like, as much as it hurts, I need to say goodbye to Jason because it's contractually stipulated that I have this conversation (laughs) on camera. I guess we have to do this again. Yeah. uh, Even though neither of us have slept. And she goes and she sits down with him and she's just like, I don't really understand what we were doing all this time. Like you were willing to be here. So I took that as you saw this going somewhere. But last night you were questioning whether this was real and said you couldn't see me in the outside world. Like, yeah, I think we have a clip. I think we have a clip of the next part of their conversation. Yeah, it, it was yeah, incredibly tough for me. And I truly needed that time for me to realize, like, this wasn't going to work for us. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I genuinely want the best for you. And I think you're an amazing person. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm really sorry. You, like, you honestly, like, don't have to apologize or say things like you think I'm an amazing person because it, it doesn't, like like lessen the blow, I guess. I want to be with someone and with someone who's ready to be with me and no questions asked, and that's not us. So like, you don't have to say sorry. I get it. Yeah, Jason then says he was just fighting for it. He was trying to see it between them. Gabby's like, you you weren't. Like, you weren't fighting for it. And again, she's just so good at reading people. She's like, I think I was fighting for it and you were following my lead. You are you were so terrified of hurting me. So you've been treading so lightly, but you knew how you felt and couldn't tell me. And I really think, like, yeah. I, I feel like I've dated guys like Jason who are so intent on being nice that they don't really clock into their true feelings and they resist those feelings and only kind of express those concerns to you when they've already fully processed them. Mm. And I feel like that's maybe what happened here. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm, you know, I got that clarity when we were up. He there. says, he also says, I'm sorry that it happened like that. Like that's not really a denial that he, that she was the only one fighting and that he was just afraid no, to hurt her. I, I think he is sort of like resigned. He he doesn't really dispute anything she says in this conversation. Yeah. Like, and everything really, she says is like, you were never really in this, and you were just afraid to hurt me. And I think he's kind of like, yeah, I guess I realize that now. Like I yeah. think again, he was disconnected. Like I don't think he's some like evil genius. I think he was so disconnected from himself and his feelings. And then he sort of got off camera and like clocked in to himself and was kind of like, what am I doing? Like, this isn't right. And that just really, it's just really shitty for Gabby. Yeah, it really sucks. It is interesting to see how Gabby did end up with this final group of guys who like are... They're kind of against... Type. They're against type and they are all really struggling with the process that is so important to her. And she didn't like notice, but then she is able to like really break it down so well once yeah. once she kind of like figures out what's going on. Um, it's hard. I think she wants to give these guys a lot of of generosity and and I think she also likes people who yeah. aren't necessarily well suited. Right. To it's hard to imagine Gabby brings. ending up with a Zach who's just like a a like machine assembled right. bachelorette contestant. Well, exactly. Yeah. She actually kind of 
wants someone who finds this to be unnatural. But then that becomes a problem yeah. when she's still trying to find a relationship within this structure. Like, yeah, it's we you just see the way that this show sets so many people up to fail. Yeah. So in her in the moment, Gabby is puffy eyed. She's sobbing. She's like, I feel so stupid. I thought I knew him, but I don't. I've tried so hard to not be reckless with other people. And he was reckless with me. He never loved me. So what were we doing? It's not even that he didn't want an engagement. He didn't want me. And this is when she's like, Johnny also doesn't want me. What if Eric decides I'm not for him? Am I too broken for anyone to love? I think that uh, Gabby, as someone who really does, she's talked about this a lot, but like it's hard to even maybe fully see in yourself. She's just so good at being a person who is lovable. And, like, who is someone who's easy to be with. And I do think that that makes it really confusing and hard when people are eventually like, but maybe we're not quite the right fit. Because she's doing everything right. Like, what is she not giving these guys? She's fun. She's she's beautiful. She's supportive. They all are so drawn to her. And And I think it must feel like a bait and switch to her. Of course. I think it really does. And then she's interpreting that as I'm too broken for anyone to love. And I think she's actually, I think if anything, she's, it seems like she's too easy to love. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I'm really hoping that things work out with Eric because I love them together, but me too. she really does. I just want her to be happy. She really deserves happiness. I love her so much. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about Rachel and Zach. Can you keep up? I like love I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home, It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. 
You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quinn's cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quinn's only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I. And we're back and it's time for Zach and Rachel to take this perfect on paper relationship and give it the fantasy suite test. It is her last fantasy suite and he is definitely ready to get down on one knee. He has the most welcoming family. What could be wrong except that she's not feeling it? He's just like that classic good on paper guy. She's in a floral mini dress with giant off the shoulder sleeves. They're going to spend the day exploring. I mean, honestly, the first part of their date, like. They're in a town. They're doing a a, a city date. They're hanging out. It seemed nice. In Puerto Morelos. There was basically nothing that stood out about the first half of this. Yeah. At some point they're talking and they've sat down for some snacks and I didn't even, I I don't know where they are. Like they hung out. (laughs) It was fine. That was not the meat of the day. What really is the meat of the date is, is the night. But I have to point out that they have this conversation about their parent, about his parents. And he's like, my parents are still so in love. They recently went on a long RV trip and didn't fight once. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I don't understand. I don't understand how you can do that with anyone. If we went on a long RV I, trip, the two of us, we would have like 15 fight. fights. There's no I'd one alive any, I wouldn't have a fight with. I Does that mean I'm not capable of love? No, I guarantee that I would both annoy anyone I was with for that <laughs> much time and also get annoyed. Like that is just it's this human nature. Human nature. His parents have ascended to another plane. <laughs> Rachel is like, yeah, totally. My parents communicate by fighting. And that's also love. And, that's relatable, frankly. Um, they do also do a tarot card reading that is very affirming for Rachel and almost too affirming, like maybe production talk to the, the tarot card reader. And Rachel's like, abort, It's abort. like, forget the past. <laughs> Look only on the promising future that you have. Don't let the past haunt you. It's over. <laughs> forget about Clayton, Rachel. I don't even think... Clayton is not the problem here. Rachel is simply not into Zach. She's not into Zach. But- She's trying to convince herself. We get to the night date. She's in a white halter dress with some very flattering cutouts. And Zach's just, like, feeling feeling good, feeling confident. They laugh about, like, how they try to dance to mariachi music. And Zach's like, I don't even know if there's a way to dance to mariachi music. Sir. And I'm like, sir, there is. I think there it's, like, is. dance music. Okay. And Rachel tells him she was a little off on the date because the feelings from her last fantasy su- 
fantasy week have been bleeding through. She has the fear of failure. I do think this is true. I think Rachel was so in her head this week, and I don't know if it ended up serving her. I agree. I do agree. I think that she was, like, extremely freaked out. She's trying to be really careful, um, but that that can have its own downside. So he tells her he understands how she feels after what Clayton did, which was, quote, obviously the worst thing a man could do. I I think there are worse things. I have news for Zach about things men do. <laughs> he's he's 25. He's, he doesn't know about these yeah, things He's not yet. been reading the news. Um, <laughs> he's like, I love you. And she's, she offers him the fantasy like, well, card. Okay, let's do this. He accepts. Romantic music plays. It seems like it's going to be great. He's like... It's going to be awesome. He's, they're feeding each other cake, and he's like, in the morning, I'm expecting to feel more in love with the future Mrs. Shellcross. Ew. Zach is just stepping, Zach. On, stepping on a lot of my nerves this day. Yeah. He's like plucking every nerve. <laughs> uh, he's but, like, nothing coming out of tonight can change that. Wow. What a Chekhov's gun. God he just damn, dropped on the, the dramatic table. irony. It just keeps coming, keeps coming in yeah. these two episodes. Cut to the next morning. The music is so tense, and you can, you can just feel the like awkwardness between yeah. the two of them. They're trying to just have a conversation, but it's clear they don't really know what to talk about. They're they're like, you know, the the coffee beans, they're pretty bitter. Yeah, yeah. Breakfast. That's a that's a thing. Do you like this coffee? I feel like I'm <laughs> chewing on beans. Um, yeah, the vibe is tense. They're like sort of holding hands, but like. Almost like their hands are just, like, resting on each other. They're not, like, snuggling in. And he's like, we had a big night. We talked about a lot of things. And she's like, she's like yeah. yeah, it was a tough conversation, but you handled it well. And hopefully it helps gain clarity. He's like, uh, cl- clarity. <laughs> he looks, his face is just clenched. And she seems to realize this. And she's like, are you, for real, like, are you okay? And he says, It's a lot to digest, but I'm here for a reason, and you're the reason. And she says, I hope we're on the same page. And he's like, I think we are. And this is where Zach's almost bachelorette contestant robot-ness kind of kicked in. Like, he's like, I I know what I'm supposed to say, so I'm going to say it. I'm here for you. We're on the same page. And cuts to Zach being like, we're not on the same page at all. And also, like, I think Rachel's kind of I'm being a good bachelorette. Like machinery is also in in, here. The, in this moment, which I yeah, it's I almost understand. like she's like a tour guide or something. She's like, yeah, you handled that conversation really well, and hopefully, it helped you gain clarity because that is what we are doing on this date. I'm the they old hand. Know. I'm letting you know how it works. They're like, we both got the brief. Yeah, let's work our way through it. But neither of them are particularly good at that, and certainly, we know Rachel is not good at faking emotion. Uh, And we have a clip of what Zach says to the camera right after this conversation. Waking up this morning, I'm feeling a little confused after last night. Fantasy Suite night with Rachel was not the night I expected. Initially in the Fantasy Suite, you know, I was feeling so sure. We're having this amazing time, and we're one step closer to engagement, and we're having that important conversation about religion, politics, all of that stuff. And Rachel brought up her fear that maybe I'm not ready for a commitment like marriage at this early of an age. Yeah. 
Zach is 25. She's a couple months older than him. That does make her a cougar. I can understand she's like feeling a little weird about that. It sounds like she was really pressing him on this to the point where he was like, wait, what's going on? Like my, it's very hard to understand what exactly happened here. But my read is that Rachel sort of told him without telling him that she wasn't that into him. Like he started to, for the first time, feel maybe he wasn't it because she's she was almost like maybe looking for an out being like are you sure you're ready are you sure and he's like wait yes it's so hard because i think it's gotten harder and harder for leads with all of the media scrutiny and how like how hyped up the whole production has become every season and also there's so much pressure on a couple yeah but if they do leave, right? I, don't know. I mean, I think that like the fantasy suites week, you want to come out of that with two solid connections that you feel comfortable bringing to the end, and one person who you say good, a poignant goodbye to at the rose ceremony. But like, to how do you get there? How do you get through fantasy right. night to get there? Do you do you make it clear during the date that like there are a lot of questions? Do you hope that like that they say something that you can use as a plausible excuse to be like, this is over. Do you just have it be a great date and then blindside them at the rose ceremony? Like there's no good way to do it. And any lead will tell you like there is an element of performance involved because this isn't a normal situation. You're not allowed to give the other person all of the information that a person dating someone would actually hope to have. Right. And if if you're the person there, you might want them to just be like, I'm not feeling it. So why don't you leave before the overnight date? But like the production actually doesn't want all the overnights to get canceled except for the people who are going to stay. <laughs> so, you know, there there are all these competing imperatives. I do think that Rachel was like, it's not going to be Zach. I don't want to make him feel like it's him. But she also yeah. didn't want to just be like, honestly, I'm having reservations. She wanted to be like, aren't you though? And I'm like, Rachel, <laughs> you can't make him self-eliminate <laughs> by like being like, you're only 25. <laughs> Although in a sense, perhaps that is ultimately what's going right, to happen. But like, it's not, you're not going to come out looking like No, roses. I don't think it's, I don't think it ultimately served either of them. Absolutely but I also under, I also totally understand. And I understand. could have gone that way. And I also understand why Zach is so freaked out by this. Because, like, you do, you think yeah. you're in love with this person. You think they love you. And suddenly they're just being super weird with you. And, like, not affirming you at all. And, like, putting words in your mouth. And you're, like. And then you're just panicking. And you're now like, I'm supposed to, like, here? sit around and wait for shit to go down. Right. When I have this really bad feeling about this person that I initi- that I previously wanted to marry. It's so bad. It remi- This whole meltdown actually reminds me. Uh, in a lesser way of what happened with Greg on Katie's season, which is like, there was a moment where like, I felt like the mask slipped of the bachelorette and I saw that it wasn't going to be I'm not, me. That it's not me. And yeah. I don't, I can't stay under these circumstances waiting for the ax to fall. So I'm going to have a bit of a spiral instead. And we don't even see his conversation spoiler with Rachel during this episode. So I hope it's not as bad as the Greg one, but oh God. I think it's coming from a similar place. So he goes to Big Daddy Jesse for a talk and just weeps for a while. And finally Jesse is like, things have obviously taken a turn. <laughs> you you think Jesse Jesse asks a question. 
Um, Zach is like, I'm completely lost. Everything was easy, fun, until the fantasy suite. Things were completely different. She was different. I was different. The strange thing was when the cameras were away and it was just her and me talking, it felt like she was not showing her true self. It was very unauthentic. This is so funny to me that his initial assumption is like, well, in private, she's not herself. But on camera, that's her. (sighs) I was like... And I I mean, maybe what he's sensing here is that like again she's not giving him all the information yeah which is in the job description like it's just a tough situation to be in for for both of them and jesse is like like the rest of us trying to understand exactly what happened because zach isn't being super clear he's like wait but like what felt off like why did you feel yeah, that like, was, was it, it like, the, the tone was it the tone was it what she was saying and zach is like well the major issue she brought up was that i 25 and you know she's just a couple months older than me but she felt like she seemed to think it was a huge concern that i wasn't ready for marriage and i'm feel very quote gut punched and blind kind of learning about this concern so close to to the finale. The men's guts are really going through it this episode. They're getting I know. Crunched, they're getting punched. Yeah, he says, I thought she could be my future wife, and I learned that it wouldn't be what would happen. Weird construction again. Right. It's really, it's really kind of unclear from this. Like a lot I is unclear, but it's sort of unclear to yeah. me whether he feels like she sort of in not so many words ended the relationship or like dumped him. I or whether he, he was like, that I no longer want going. to be with her. And maybe it's a bit of both. Maybe it's he's basically like, well, she made it clear to me with her like vibe yeah. that it wasn't going to be me. And therefore, I don't want it to be her. Like, right. I got to go. I'm like in a fight or flight and I need to flee. Yeah. And he's like, I need to figure out what happened. I was like, I'm so confused. Like, is he going to dump her? Is he going to go ask her for reassurance? Like, Jesse. It's like, I've given up on trying to figure out what happened. Just go go to her, (laughs) talk to her. And Zach is like, yes, I need answers from Rachel before I accept a rose. Which again... Zach, the whole point is that you know you're not getting a rose. I know, I was so thrown by this. I I thought the whole thing was that you just realized that you wouldn't be getting a rose. And now you're like, before I can accept that rose, I have to figure things out. Like, what's going on? (sighs) The men are all girding their loins for the rose ceremony. Gabby only has Eric left, but he does not yet know that. Tino is feeling confident. He's like, my fantasy suite went flawlessly. I couldn't imagine it going any better. It was perfect. But (sighs) it's still Rachel's choice. He's like, God, I hate when women have choices. He's like, I executed the perfect triple Lutz, (laughs) and who knows what that judge is going to give me. It's all rigged. Even doing a better job. He's like, Rachel's wonderful. I, I love the person she is. I love how she makes me feel. Oh, sweet Avon. Just giving that, giving that bachelor yeah. vibe. Ominous Zach. music plays as the rose ceremony arrivals begin. Zach's sockless loafered feet exit the limo first. He just has the the most downtrodden look on his yeah. face. He's like, I need to talk to Rachel before she gets the opportunity to offer roses. <laughs> He's like, I will beat her to the punch. I will dump her before she <laughs> I don't want me. her to get the opportunity to offer any roses until I've spoken my piece. He's like, Rachel made me feel special. I felt like what we shared was real, something I was totally buying into, and all of that went away in one night. So confused, just because she was weird about his age. Like, I don't... Like, definitely, clearly not. It's clearly like, there was, like, so... There was a whole thing that Zach is unable to express or unwilling this to. This is the thing, too, that's, like, 
it's it seems like totally impossible for a lead to get through this without the format being broken because she didn't say she loves Zach. I don't think she she maybe said she was falling for him. She's been pretty careful, but he she still, hasn't made him any promises. But he still feels manipulated, even yeah. by her like staying totally within like the expected format of the show and not making any extra promises. Or there's just no longer a way to do this well in any of the roles. Yeah, like it, it's it just is a hot be- mess. because, and also because I do think that the show is now engineered for maximum emotional fallout. Like that is now the point. Yeah, of the franchise, and so. How can you get through it unscathed when the point is to be scathed? Yeah. Also, if he was the last fantasy suite, I could definitely see Rachel being like, I, I feel so strongly about Avon and uh, Tino, and I had these two good dates, and I just really need to pull back before yeah. I get myself in a sticky situation. But that became the sticky situation. So Avon and Tino also arrive in much better spirits. Rachel is glowing and gorgeous in a red one-shoulder gown. She's like, I had she amazing nights with all three men. A little more yeah. dramatic irony. And Jesse's. this is when Jesse tells her, as we've seen in previews, that Gabby won't be joining her. You'll be the only bachelorette here. She's like, okay. We Listen, we all die alone. We all do our fantasy sweet rose ceremonies alone. This That's is what just my therapist always told me. Yeah. Rachel enters the the room and tells them all how thankful she is for them. And she reaches for a rose and her hand is a, just a hair away from picking up one of the roses when Zach goes, can we speak? She's what like, the fuck um, is this timing? She's been in the room for like two minutes at least. She's, no. She started reaching for the rose. You waited until she practically had it in between Zach her fingers. Zach knew the assignment, Claire. He is. Maximum he drama. Is, I'm not loving this. But we are not meant to actually see what happens here because Gabby needs to find Eric. And yeah, I know. I was like, I need to hear what happens with Zach. And they're like, anyway, time for a big development with Eric. She goes to Eric, who is getting ready for the rose ceremony. He's full of fear. He's 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 really done a lot of reflecting on how he can be a better yeah. partner to Gabby. <laughs> he says, I've misjudged from the start how hard it is on her. I brought up something that wasn't the right place or the right time. And harping on about something that was bothering me was insensitive to her. I love Eric. I love he's really I love trying someone who can reflect on something that they've done or miscommunication and be like, here are ways in which I could be a better partner. And you just hope that both people are doing that yeah, in any relationship. Exactly. Gabby is in one of my favorite looks from the episode. Stunning. She's like, it's like a, a shiny, like colorful print mini skirt and a a little white top very like 60s mod gorgeous Gorgeous. um she can't tolerate any more pain but she needs to risk it because she needs to tell eric how she feels don't worry gabby you will be in a lot more pain next next week week. this is rachel's getting the pain currently so you can have a break yeah you'll both be in pain next week gabby knocks on his door and she dives right in. Eric is surprised. You can tell at first he's like, am I getting dumped? Well, that's the crazy thing is like, <laughs> that would be the Usually. expected thing, right? Like, I feel like there used to be a time when I watched this show and people would be like, oh, I thought this was going to happen. I, was, I would be like, what? That never happens. Obviously, it's going to be the other thing. That's no longer the case. Like, I do genuinely feel like if I were a contestant, I would never know what was about to happen. 
So she sits down and she's like, I've been learning so much about myself during this process. The situation when you and I were speaking last didn't go as planned. I think we were misunderstanding each other. And I was so upset because I was like, why doesn't he just trust us? Going into my day with Jason, I did need more clarity. I know he's a private person. I think we needed time alone. Having our date, it was the first time I was able to come around to knowing what I deserve. And I think that if I'm Eric at this point, I'm like, she's with Jason and I'm getting dumped. She's like, I know in my heart you fought for me so much. You love in this very secure, uncomfortable way. You've taught me how I want to be treated and that it's okay to ask for those things. And she tells him he's the only one left. And she says, I know it's so hard. I've wanted to for a while, but I do love you. He's so happy. He's so happy. I I was like, just let them leave and like go on a vacation now. Just let them be happy. Until the end of this episode, I was like, and now they're happy. And that's that's Gabby's happy ending. Thank God. Now we just have to worry about Rachel. So great. (laughs) JK. JK. Always underestimate this show's capacity for pain. They lay back but, on the couch to talk, and I had flashbacks. Their first conversation yes. from night one, where they were both snuggled up on the couch, very relaxed. And I love them together. I think we have a clip of of a part of their conversation. Her life hasn't been easy, and she's made you just like such an amazing woman. And I'm so freaking lucky that it is you. I've been waiting so long to tell Eric how I feel. He's been so vulnerable and confident and secure with me. He's the best thing that's ever happened to me, and it feels so right. Oh, she says, it honestly feels like a fairy tale. Eric is definitely the love of my life. She just seems so I will say this. Once again, I do feel like Gabby is maybe jumping to a bit of a conclusion. (laughs) Give it a second. Give it a second. I get it. I get it. Like... I do think Eric is the best match for her here. And I also I think they do love date. that she has retained through all of this, the things she has gone through, that she's retained such a capacity for optimism and jumping to positive conclusions. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that is like, I do think one thing I will say about how she talks about Eric is that I do think she idealizes him a little bit. And it's it's romantic, but it's also, it's hard for him to always stay up on the pedestal she's put him on, which is like, he is the kind of person I should be so lucky to have him love me. Like, he's so good at relationships and love and, like, everything yeah. he does is the right thing. And then when he does something that's wrong, it's, like... It, like, shakes her vision. Right. I mean, and in a way, it is so beautiful because I do actually think he feels so lucky, too. And, like, there is a magic in being in a relationship where each person is, like, me. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's hard because you do that, and that's a that is in a way a great place to start a relationship. But then you have to like navigate out of that honeymoon yes, phase without too then, much destruction, right? Then you see the ways that each of us has the capacity to be annoying and selfish and difficult. Yeah, and, like that's just what it is to live a life with another person. Yeah, um, exactly. But um, you know, they get to be happy briefly and she's like it's just you and me and he is just over the moon and then we're like okay great time to get back to zach and rachel and instead we zoom out over the desolate land of sound stages in the warner brothers studio and jesse is just sitting standing in a broken down sound stage in california looking somber 
They've, He's like, death is coming to Warner Brothers. Like, they've escalated these finales to the point where they're like, how can we convey that this is truly more dramatic? It's like the apocalypse. Like, like we couldn't, we couldn't even be bothered to like put together any equipment for this shot. <laughs> like, like a tornado has ripped through Warner Brothers soundstage, and we are still dedicated yeah. to bringing you the truth <laughs> about Rachel and Gabby. Yeah, exactly. They're reporting from from the midst of a of a catastrophic <laughs> climate failure or something. Oh, they are. Uh, anyway, so Jesse's like, unfortunately, we're not going to see what happens with Zach and Rachel tonight. It was all just too emotional and hard for Gabby and Rachel. It was too hard, so we need to force them all to watch it live and uh, react in the moment. <laughs> oh God, because it was so hard. Yeah, they're gonna uh, need to have all the women and their men on stage to address these shocking events that are about to unfold for in real two time. weeks in a row. For two weeks, I like I beg of I, this show. I beg. Give us a Stop. break. I, I, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I also hate when they do the intermittent live for, like, for two weeks. I'm very unhappy. It's just going to be a lot of, like, and then they're back on the soundstage, and Jesse brings Avon up to the couch, and Avon is like, I just felt so strongly for Rachel. Like, I just, like, I don't want to do that for it. two weeks in a row. I'm exhausted. Plus, we get a little sneak peek that looks horrifying. Everyone's unhappy. Uh, We get a clip of, like, every guy remaining, being, like, crying and being like, I can't do this anymore or whatever. And every woman. And every Every single cast member is, like, every single cast member is literally, like, let me out of this simulation. Why have you trapped me here? Like, I want to leave. And, like, no one's allowed to leave. Every year, That's they, what I took away every from this year promo. they lean more and more into like the end of this show isn't a romance or rom com. It's a horror. It's a horror film. movie. This is like Saw. It's like we're in a dark, a dark place, hiding, scared. The walls are we're closing in. We can't we're <laughs> trying to escape. No one will let us. We no can only escape us. if we if we if we take a, a knife and we stab our best friend in the <laughs> eye. Like I don't I don't know what's gonna happen, but that is what it feels like. <laughs> oh God, so much to look forward to over the next two weeks. Uh, Lord, uh, Lord help us all. And that brings us to the end of this doubleheader. <sighs> Mega episode. Should we do love to see it, hate to see it? Let's do. I think we have a lot that we a lot we hate to see. A lot we hate to see. <laughs> uh, like I couldn't, I couldn't even fit things. This was two full episodes. I, I threw out my hands. But let's try for some love to see it. In the moment before I saw the the teaser for next week, I did really love to see the happy ending for Gabby and Eric. I Same. do really love Gabby. I do love Eric. I love them together most of the I time. Just, I wish this show had just let them leave. I would love to just close out on the vision of them on the couch snuggling and talking about how much they love each other. Love to see also some sexy resort wear looks for Gabby and Rachel this week. This was a great week for fashion, I think, for both of them. Only a couple ill-advised, voluminous items for Rachel. A lot of spaghetti Put Rachel in hot pink all the time. I'm here for it. I want our ladies to look their best. Also, love to see Gabby just really putting on another workshop in emotional intelligence during a very 
difficult to navigate Fantasy Suites Week. She is so good at reading people. She's so good at expressing herself. We stand. And now it's time for I Hate to See It. We got to just run through these rapid fire. I hate to see all the Clayton talk. I hate wish to see. Wish never hear of him again. Sorry, keep going. Hate to see Tino continuing to be a bit of a whiny baby and still getting the first I love you from Rachel. I hated to see Jason's complete inability to tap into his true emotions in this environment. I don't think it's necessarily his fault that he is built that way, but the way this all played out really sucks and it really hurt Gabby and I hated it. Also hate to see the lack of time for actual substantive emotional support between the women. Like, you gave us two leads. Stop isolating them from each other. Yeah, I want to see them supporting each other through this. Hate to see the show falling victim, as it often does, to its own extremely high stakes, setting everyone up to suffer and fight and wish to be free, but they can't for contractual reasons. And also they don't have their passports. <laughs> also hate to see Gabby just feeling rejected and misunderstood by basically all of her men at one point or another during this two episodes. Yeah. I just, it sucks. Hated to see Zach and Rachel having an off-camera fight or conflict that I simply do not understand. I tried, I don't understand what happened and we didn't get to see it. And Zach didn't do the best job of explaining it. This is just going to be one of those things we're going to have to wait for Rachel to, like, go on a podcast in five years. And then yeah, we'll find out Yeah, I look forward happened. to their future podcast interviews and, <laughs> and once they've been released from contract. Hate to see future Mrs. Shalcross. Hate it. Hate it. I just hate it. I hate, I hate it. I hate when they do that. Yeah. I d- Rachel strikes me as a as a confident, ambitious woman who would like to keep her own name. And maybe you should talk to her about that, Zach. I hated to see the stupid cliffhanger, and I hated to see the the fucking grayed-out B-roll of, like, the WB studios and, like, Jesse and the broken-down soundstage. They I'm, like, couldn't even I'm find tired. time to show us the last rose ceremony, and they have time for this bullshit. I don't, I don't. They're getting experimental. Whoever's directing these days is just like, what if instead I was working on Marvel movies? It's too much. And finally, it's time for our BFF energy rating out of 10 friendship bracelets. Maybe like a four, because we, we did get a little bit of time with Gabby and Rachel giggling, having champagne, but yeah, you know, it felt, it felt more like they were just like giving us a little a little crowd-pleasing taste rather than a genuine friendship Yeah, it felt, it felt very constructed. Yeah, I think a four is, is fair. And on that note, that's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks to our wonderful guest, Phoebe Robinson. You can find her show, Everything's Trash, on Freeform and Hulu. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us five stars and leave a review. It really helps other people find our show. And of course, tell all your friends all about it. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clarinemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. 
And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at clareandemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily D. Rose. We'll be back next week for the finale, part one. Stitcher. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work.